0: 57 of the film 89 podcast my name is richie and i am the only one of the five core film 89 crew to have not yet hosted a show so 2020 is the year that just keeps on giving so here we go and holding my virtual hand across south wales via the medium of skype is
1: my good friend and fellow film 89 founder mr neil gaskin hello (laughs) podcasts i'm the only member of the film 89 crew that's never allowed to host another podcast (laughs) (laughs)
0: Not true, not true.
1: Neil, how are you doing anyway? It's 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 my first show
0: back since episode 53, back in August, where Sky, Adam Rakov and I took huge pleasure in discussing Back to the Future trilogy. And for you, Neil, your last episode was episode 54, where you and Sky discussed Christopher Nolan's Tenet. That's right, wasn't it? It is right, although the way
1: Tenet works, perhaps I haven't discussed it yet. I don't know. Well, exactly. Exactly. But ho- hopefully, hopefully I'll be a bit more positive tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I think you will. I think you will. So we were
0: both due to be on the Halloween episode, which was episode 56, covering John Carpenter's The Fog. Yes. Uh, we were supposed to join Sky, Hayden and Steve, but because of other commitments, we weren't able to. Now... It was suggested by our dear friend Sky on that episode that the reason we didn't appear to discuss the fog wasn't that we were busy, but it was that we were scared. We were too frightened to watch or discuss a horror classic. Well, let me reassure our fellow film 89ers and our listeners: fear does not exist in this dojo. Ooh! <laughs> that is right. For this episode, Neil and I will be looking back at a film which is one of our favourites, a film that spawned two direct sequels a third sequel slash soft reboot, a remake and a very successful follow-up TV series, not to mention an animated series, which we won't be mentioning, a toy range and a music video. This continues our now annual look back at films with strong ties to Rocky, starting with Rambo last year, without actually being Rocky. This week we are discussing 1984's The Karate Kid. The Karate Kid was written by Robert Mark Kamen and directed by John G. Avilsen. It was produced by Jerry Weintraub, and it's a semi-autobiographical film. Robert Kamen uh, was uh, apparently beaten up by bullies when he was a kid and began to study martial arts as a way of learning to defend himself. Uh, and apparently he was unhappy with his first teacher. The first teacher used karate in an offensive kind of way. And and, and so he went and found a, a, a teacher that could teach him defensively more in line with, obviously, the Miyagi method of, of karate. Uh, but there was also apparently around a similar time, a news story where there was a child of a single mother who, again, was being uh, bullied and learnt. Uh, karate and sort of attained the level of black belt uh, in order to defend himself against bullies. So that was kind of the inspiration for the story. Uh, and then the name of The Karate Kid was used by DC for a character who was part of the Legion of Superheroes. And they gave permission then for um, the name to be used for this film. But actually, there's no, beyond the name itself, there's no link to uh, sort of DC Comics at all. It starred William Zabka and Elizabeth Shue uh, in in their first film role. It also starred Ralph Macchio in the title role. He was sort of fresh off the success of The Outsiders. And also starred Pat Morita, who was then a stand-up comic in the iconic role of Mr. Miyagi. Uh, Not to uh, forget Martin Cove as Sensei Kreese. Neil, it came out in uh, June 1984. Tell us about your first sort of interaction with the film, then how you first came to see it and what your sort of initial thoughts were.
1: Well, I'll just get in first, Rich, because every time we do a podcast with anything that's got anything sort of retrospective, you'd like to remind me that I'm a bit older than you. So, <laughs> so <laughs> a bit. only slightly. Uh, do you know what, Rich? I can't remember this film actually being out in the cinemas. It probably was released in the UK, but I had absolutely no awareness of it at all. For me, it's always been a sort of like the old sort of VHS shop sort of memory for me. And I will be honest, like you were saying about the title, The Karate Kid, much like Robocop, it's one of those things that if you saw that as a spec script and the title, you'd think, well, that's got to be the working title, surely. And like, it mm. must have been about sort of, I would imagine about sort of 11 or 12 before I actually got around to watching the film. And it was one of those films I used to see in the video shop, and it had almost like a sort of, um, I don't think it was Drew Struzan, but a Drew Struzman-esque type sort of video cover, which is sort of lifelike, but obviously drawn, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I used to look at it, and it was like a picture of a skinny kid with a bit of tea towel wrapped around his head, and the title Karate Kid. And I just think, that just looks rubbish. And I wouldn't watch it for whatever reason. I wouldn't watch it. And then a few of my friends saw it, saw it and told me it was good and stuff like that. And I was really sort of hesitant to watch this film. And I can't remember the film I went to go and rent, but whatever film it was, I'd reserved the film. And when I got that on there, there'd been a bit of a cock up at the video shop and the film wasn't actually there. And I ended up getting it sort of almost by default and watching it by default and sort of taking it home with no expectations at all of it being any good. Of have a yeah. few kids in the playground and said it was good and being totally blown away by it. And like you, like you say, with the sort of direct sort of links to Rocky, we're, we're going to mention it, instantly sort of not being sort of old enough or wise enough to know why I was liking this film but now, very much, I can see why I was liking this film.
0: Absolutely, it's similar with me. I mean, I wouldn't have seen it in the cinema because, as like you said, I'm considerably younger than you. But um, it was, um, <laughs> Thanks. it was, um, <laughs> it, it was um, uh, my my cousin my cousin had it on video, and, and I'd I definitely watched at least probably Rocky three. I think was the first Rocky film that I saw, and then Rocky four, maybe. So I I'd definitely seen Rocky with what to with my dad. And I remember, I remember him borrowing the the film from from my cousin. I can remember exactly the um, growing up as a sort of a a, a Rocky fan. I knew that my um, my cousins had this on video. I remember my, my father borrowing the VHS of it. And that cover, as you said, I, I remember that cover sort of very sort of Drew Stusen-esque, as you said. I can't remember the first time that I watched it, but it's it's kind of one of those films that again has joined. Sort of this collection of films that I always seemed to have. I always had Superman, I always had Back to the Future. And this was another one of those films that was just one of my go-to films as a kid. And it definitely felt like Rocky Jr. kind of thing. And it's and I think, for, for a lot of people, I, I think it's a bit of a kind of a guilty pleasure, really. It's, 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 it's only with... It's only sort of, I think, in, in the last few years, particularly with um, with Cobra Kai, that people are really kind of retrospectively treating it with any kind of positive regard. It was always one of those films that I think people people are more than happy to be fans of Rocky, but Karate Kid was always kind of like that one that you, you're not really supposed to like because it was Karate Kid. But actually... The film itself, as we'll as we'll discuss, I think is is it really is it's really quite a solid film.
1: Yeah, I think it's like you say, it's one of those ones. Not so much a guilty pleasure. I think it's more of those. It's probably a chapter in virtually everyone in our sort of age ranges library of films I like when I was a kid. Yeah, and like you say, there's sort of two sequels on you know the subsequent sort of remake and. Uh, Hilary Duff, uh, Hilary Swank, what I should say, not Hilary Duff. It was Duff, but there we are. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Sort of soft reboot. I think it did it more damage than good. I think if it had just been a standalone film, it probably would have been looked on, sort of, better regard for it, you know, if if you know what I mean, yeah? Like a sort of Lost Boys. I know they did the sequel to Lost Boys many years later, but if it had just been a sort of standalone film like Lost Boys was, it would almost be a little chapter in everyone's mind. I think the the sort of sequels did it a little bit of harm, didn't it? (laughs)
0: Yeah, they did. Yeah, it did. We we'll start at the beginning of the film then. So we start off and we've got Daniel and his mum uh, packing up their station wagon, the the, the classic eighties eighties American station wagon, <laughs> the family structure. Um, yeah, they're leaving. They're leaving their home of New Jersey. And what I was struck by watching this is quite how good the score is. Yeah, because that 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 theme it is obviously used throughout this film, and um, in watching the sequels, there's mentions of it. But this film starts off really, really strongly. And and that that piece of music, particularly how it changes to kind of match the location that they're traveling through, because they're traveling, obviously, pretty much from one side of the USA to the other, it really works really well to kind of, particularly as it's passing, you know, it's coming through to Nevada and everything, and you're getting the kind of the flavors of sort of the old west it really f- takes you on that journey with them kind of it's a really really lovely piece of music
1: well like you say we've got the director of rocky but we've also got these the composer of the rocky theme tune as well we've got bill conti and yeah you know like you say they're, they're, they're like kind of a dream team in it when it comes together to making movies but like you say with that it's it's almost like a sort of it reminds me of sort of 80s tv opening sort of opening credits you know it was always like yeah. the beginning of *Mary with children for some reason they always showed the car driving along a highway uh, yeah, I think yeah. who's the boss did it as well. Who's the boss with so, the van? With the van, <laughs> so it just it just fitted in, didn't it? it fitted in great. But Like yeah, you say, yeah. you almost get this thing of a little sort of uh, prelude to what you know what what the situation. They could have just started the film and them pe- pulling up outside the apartments, really. Yeah, and she could have said, "Well, we're here, Daniel," and that would have been the end of it. But you almost yeah. get a flavour straight away of the sort of dynamic between the mother and son. You know, almost instantly. The mum in this, I always say, reminds me of my mum because right. she's one of those people that no matter how stroppy I get, and no matter you know, especially when i sort of when I was Daniel's age, I suppose, is always sort of very upbeat and sort of like almost sort of yeah. taking the Mickey out of me and sort of, you know, come on, it'll yeah. be fine, you know. And so the way she breaks into song and stuff like that, my mum does silly things like that. So instantly I identified yeah, yeah. with it, yeah. He, you know, he's the epitome of a stroppy
0: teenager right then, isn't he? He really doesn't want to be in California, completely unhappy. And we don't we don't really find out, certainly in the first film, we don't really find out much about his back, well, really anything about his background, we know where he's from, and we know he's got fa- still got family back there. And there's mention of, of, of his mum having some sort of job in computing.
1: It was the 80s, Rich. It was the 80s. It was the 80s, yeah. <laughs> she's into computers
0: now. It's, it's the future, it's the future. But then also, she's also working in a restaurant. Yeah, we'll come to that. Um, yeah. Um, sort of later on, and then um, of course they, they turn up at this um, the, the apartment block, and she says about the, the pool, and she's promised him a palm, palm trees and <laughs> sunshine, and, and all this sort of stuff, and he's he, he's really be- not best pleased at all. So she goes on ahead, doesn't she, and goes up, and and I got
1: to be honest, I say, especially as I was a kid watching this, you sort of pull up, and I think you're supposed to assume it's a bit of a slum. I know, but it looks lovely. He look great. I got to be this Still, I still wouldn't mind my living there. No, but as a kid, I was like, "Whoa, they've got a pool." I that I can remember. I I remember thinking he's
0: he's unhappy that the pool's empty. Just fill it back up. Yeah, get a hosepipe <laughs> pipe? It's not a problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he meets the little old lady, doesn't he? Mum goes on ahead, and he's he's sort of bringing the baggage in, and he meets the. He, oh, he kicks the door open first, doesn't he? And almost knocks Freddie out.
1: Yeah, he does exactly. Uh, you get know, how... sort of, you know, the sort of brief sort of introduction that he knows a little bit of karate. He's straight away, don't he? Because we get. The high yeah. Yeah, we get a high ar as he does it which, which, which is the universal language for karate, isn't it? So, obviously, Freddie from the other side knew that it was karate. <laughs> Instantly, if you hear ya you know that person is practically a ninja.
0: Exactly. <laughs> um, but, that, you know, it's all, it's all looking okay, isn't it? You know, everything is kind of, at that time, everything's quite positive there. He's bumped into, you know, the first person he's met is someone of a, obviously of the same age or similar age and he invites him to a party the following day. And, you know, maybe things are going to be okay. He goes up to the, sees meets the old lady who's also sort of from that sort of general area of Jersey goes up and, and and has a chat with mum and sort of reassures him you know I'll, I'll, I'll speak to them about the pool i'll uh, the the faucet or the tap isn't working
1: you get the impression is that she's totally sold him on the pool that was the only reason he got in the car in the first place <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. i
0: definitely do i definitely <laughs> do but then yeah
1: so we're really quick on we? you know he's they're,
0: they're unpacking and, and then it really doesn't it doesn't hold back does it straight away now we're we're the following day at the beach party
1: uh, no cuz you go looking for you're looking for a certain repair man first for the faucet? Yes he does.
0: Yes he does. Yeah. So he goes back down and he um he has a chat with the old lady again and and he's not very good at following directions.
1: The thing that struck me now doing the rewatch for this is this sort of one it's all one shot isn't it? It's a tracking shot from behind as he walks down. It is, yeah. And Avelston, I mean, you know, he's known for sort of the use of the steady cam with the Rocky films definitely. But I don't think he gets a lot of credit. It happens a few times in this film now. There's certain scenes in this film which are like one continuous running smooth shot. I don't think they the, I don't think they had the technology back in the day to sort of cheat like they do now sometimes with certain films. Yeah, uh, I, I think it was generally one shot. He,
0: he comes out of the out of the apartment, down the steps, talks to, and then comes through the sort of the winding sort of alleys of the of the apartment block. And it is quite a, it is a technical shot, isn't it? it's, yeah. it's not easy
1: to do. That's the beauty of Sub, mate. That, is, I mean, that he's is. singing his praise all the way through this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so he goes through then and he, and, and he goes to find the maintenance man. And, and, and this is our first introduction to Mr. Miyagi. And what's he doing?
1: Uh, I believe at the moment he's trying to catch a fly using uh, chopstick, isn't he? <laughs> He is like like all good uh,
0: all good maintenance men. He's not very warm. He's not very engaging. You'd never sort of suspect at that point that there was a you know, there was going to be a, a father son bond there because he's quite kind of dismissive of Daniel. He's he's obviously concentrating on what he's doing and sort of Daniel and, and he's very you know he says I'll 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 be there after 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 what <laughs> after after. So he's kind of you know. He doesn't have a great deal of patience for for Daniel, does he? So you can kind of understand then when when you know sort of a couple of days later when when he does turn up to fix the uh, the faucet, Daniel is then perhaps less than uh, less than friendly with him.
1: Yeah, I, I think the thing is as well, I mean, obviously we're not giving away any spoilers for anyone now, but uh, I think obviously... No, if, if, <laughs> if you haven't watched a 36-year-old film... <laughs> <laughs> then I apologise in advance. <laughs> yeah, because we're going to spoil the shit out of the Karate Kid. <laughs> do you think that Miyagi has any sort of real interaction with anyone prior to this? Because obviously he's the maintenance man, and obviously he speaks to people as he's fixing faucets and not filling the pool up. But do you think he's actually got anyone in his life that he actually has conversations with on a sort of daily basis?
0: No, I don't think he does. I, I think he's probably he's, he very much keeps himself to himself, doesn't he? He's got a, he's got his lovely house, and he's got you know his cars, and, and and he does his job. You know, perhaps you know what we'll come on to later on. Maybe the the trauma of what sort of he experienced and everything. You know, this this maybe there was the mutual sort of interest and, and sort of love then of karate was obviously the, the avenue to which they, the relationship was forged and he kind of opened up to let Daniel in then, I suppose.
1: I like you say, you know, I would imagine, you know, like what you say with Daniel, he's he's just met Freddie and he's already been invited to a party. I would imagine with Miyagi that sort of invitations aren't that forthcoming to him either.
0: No, I wouldn't have said so. We then jumped to the next scene and we so we jumped then and it is, it, they're playing football on the, par- uh, football on the beach and we've got a bit of... Um, Classic, a
1: bit of classic '80s rock in the background.
0: We have, we, we, we have, and then this is where obviously the, we've got the group of boys, and then we've got the group of girls, and in that group of girls is a certain Ali.
1: with an eye. Ali with an eye. Oh, Elizabeth Shue <laughs> <laughs> in her first starring role. Well, I think I think she was the first starring role that every teenage boy's had as well, wasn't she? I don't, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever met anyone that didn't say they fell in love with Ali.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. You know, the, the the parties used to be going very well. But there's the, the it always makes me laugh when, which we'll talk about later, I'm sure. But there's that that YouTube clip of, um, or the YouTube kind of assessment of why Danny was actually the uh, antagonist in the film. The the, the bits on the beach when they're kind of staring at each other and all that sort of stuff. It it does it is it is borderline uncomfortable.
1: Well, he's. A, I think. I think with Daniel, I think he's a very cocksure person, isn't he? And I think he's used to being like one of the sort of. He seems like he comes from sort of like quite a large family, you know. That he knows everyone on the block, so I think he's used to having his own way to a certain yeah. degree.
0: He's a wise guy, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's, that is his his style, isn't he? He's confident. He's that's him. He's, he's you know he's funny. He's witty. He's sarcastic. He's that kind of cliche, really.
1: Yeah, he's he's kind of a fish out of water at the moment, just literally just for the fact that he's moved to a new town. But I don't think he's at all shy or embarrassed to to, no. to interact with new people I don't think and I think instantly he's putting his own stamp of personality onto it as well isn't he
0: yeah absolutely
1: so we've got a bit of um, we've got a few exchange
0: glances and then a bit of sort of um, showing, showing um, obviously it goes from, from from day to night and they're, they're having a little um, a little sort of uh, fire little cookout yeah a little cookout and then um, they're having a bit of a, a, a Daniel is showing Ali how to, to juggle the ball.
1: Well, you get that classic thing, don't you? You know, which we've all done at some stage, just kick the ball over to the group of girls and you've got an excuse to go over there. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I still do that, um... Rich. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how, that's how I proposed to Jenny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just lobbed a ball at her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then, obviously, we have our first sort of... Um, We've got the you know the, the harder rock track playing then with the arrival of uh of the Cobra
1: Kai. Oh, yes, and this, this was like I said, I mentioned Lost Boys earlier, didn't I? It's very sort of reminiscent of that sort of vibe, very much it? so. It was one of those things when you were a sort of teenager growing up in Britain, you would just see American kids and they were just so fucking cool, weren't they? Really. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. there's a gang of kids. They've all got, they've all got like top of the range of scrambler motorbikes. They've all got leather jackets <laughs> yeah. on. You know, it's like, you know, you got the others down on the beach and all that. And it was like you were lucky if you got a BMX. <laughs> I know, yeah. Super cool, on not they? And then this is the, this is the, the bit that I was sort of wondered.
0: You don't see necessarily see Ali look up and see obviously because they're looking over. And, and and first of all, you've got Johnny saying that you know he's going back to school for his senior year, and this is the time to make a difference. So you kind of get this 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 impression then that that perhaps he is trying to kind of make the best of situations and and, and he's keen to do that. But then of course he's recently split up with Ali or Ali's recently split up with him.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't think he sees that as a long-term thing. I get the impression. I I get the impression that Ali might be a little bit precious herself. Mm. Uh, although she's sort of sold as the girl next door but definitely with Johnny I'd imagine he's had sort of little tender tantrums along the way and they've probably yeah. had breakups and make several times prior to this and he's just thinking it's going to be another one of those times isn't he
0: well again not to spoil anything too much but they go through all of this and by all accounts in, in Karate Kid 2 she ditches him for a, a jock from university So,
1: oh don't get me started on that
2: <laughs>
0: so yeah fickle I think they're they're, they're sort of playing with the football there and like I say we're obviously aware that the Cobra are up on the the sort of uh, up on the mount sort of looking down but it's not clear I don't think that she sees them and then she sort of turns and kicks the ball away which I always took to be she must have seen them and it was kind of a distraction but she's she seems to kind of um it seems to be kind of she doesn't look up there she just sits back down i think it's just i think
1: of, it's just the implication that she's heard the motorbikes roaring up next and she knows it's them you know yeah. like i say it's probably not the first time that she's gone on the beach with her friends and said she's over him and he's turned up and talked around you know yeah true yeah true.
0: so then they come down then they, they come and tear up the party all johnny wants to do is talk all he wants to do is talk but he takes a radio and Daniel, being the the knight in shining armor, comes over to to to, to sort of step in. And I think he, he you know he's doing he's coming from a good place, isn't he? He, he? All he wants to do is you know he, he is over, he's overstepping the mark because he doesn't know he doesn't, he, doesn't the know the situation.
1: But he doesn't he doesn't actually I mean like you say the, the sort of urban myth along the line now, and he sort of do address it in Cobra Kai through it down the line. It started off with the, the the sitcom, didn't it? How I Met Your Mother. Where yeah. they sort of identify Johnny as being the the, the good guy and Danny as being the, the bad <laughs> yeah. guy. But he didn't openly go over aggressively. He's like, "Hey, come on, buddy! Like, you know, leave her be and stuff like that." He's actually trying to diffuse the situation to begin yeah, with. Yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely, yeah.
0: yeah, definitely. You know, we we have a bit of a obviously we have a tussle with the radio, and he sort of pushes Daniel over. So that's that's. Yeah. It's, it's just
1: the like size difference between the two of them as well. I mean, heard, yeah, it, but the age difference as well. I mean, Johnny looks like a bloke. <laughs> Daniel looks like a twelve-year-old boy. <laughs> I
0: know he does. <laughs> the, the, you know, there, it's it is again. It's like it's like Greece, isn't it? It's yeah. that thing of you got you clearly got, but actually. Actually, in actual fact, they weren't that much older than the characters they were playing. I know no. it isn't. It isn't quite Greece where you've got kind of like thirty-year-old <laughs> Stockard Channing playing a sixteen-year-old. Yeah, it is. It's it, it, you know, you they just look a bit older. Um, and even like Bobby and Tommy, they definitely look older. Yeah. But of course, then you know we have that bit of that bit of a tussle, and and Daniel, you know, we're on here kind of thing, and and he he just you know, wants to defend himself, and obviously he, he takes a couple of trips, and then sort of to, Johnny comes over to him, and then he sort of gets up and punches him in the nose, and as far as as far as Daniel's concerned, that's it, that's the end of it, because he even whilst it, whilst holding up a guard, he puts his hand out, and says, "Yeah, come on, man, we're even, we're even." So. Yeah, I think, Daniel, I think Daniel isn't spoiling for a fight. He just wanted to—he just wanted to kind of get his get his revenge in, in by way of a shot, and that would be the end of it for him.
1: But I think again, we're straight away establishing, don't we, with Daniel that you know he's he's a sort of plucky underdog. He's not just going to roll over and sort of take it. Yeah, and it is one of those things where, yeah, with hindsight, you probably should have done it, but there's part of you who just goes like, "Good, good boy," you know, it yeah, up for yourself. You know, oh yeah, absolutely,
0: yeah. absolutely. As it is that thing, isn't it? You know, you don't you don't be bullied. If someone hits you, you hit them back yeah. kind of thing, and, and and there is that. I mean, then he has an absolute hide in and and of course, then we're also seeing this this really angry teenager because Ali comes over after the you know after he's sort of lying on the floor you know sort of battered and bruised and. Ali comes over and Freddie's sort of hanging back. And he just wants everyone to leave him alone, doesn't he? So he's very kind I of... I think it's
1: more embarrassment, isn't it, than anything else? Yeah. You know, he's Because you've, you've got to imagine as well, he's only met Freddie that day, hasn't he? And he's like, so, oh, yeah. yeah, I do karate and I look after my... You know, I'm from the block, you know, and I've been around the block and all that. And then within yeah. sort of 20 seconds, like you see, because the first couple of attacks he does on Johnny, Johnny just does leg trips on him, doesn't he? And just sort of yeah, side swipes yeah. him. And it's almost like angering him more because it's like not the fact he's getting taken to the floor; it's the sort of humility of how he's being yeah. put to the floor as well. isn't it? Yeah, he's showing him up. for showing him And like up. you say, like Johnny finishes, he with like, uh, I think it's a spin kick isn't it to the stomach. <laughs> yeah, it's a, and yeah. it's like you just—you can actually hear the sort. <laughs> yeah, you know, we've all we've all taken one of the bread bin at some stage. <laughs> <laughs> and such things. Like I said, I think it's more embarrassment. I think he's winded. You know, obviously he's hurt. And it's yeah. just that like sort of like, just everyone get away from me. You know, it's like almost, yeah. almost like a child does when they sort of like fall over. Like sometimes they get get annoyed with you, don't they, rather than just, yeah, exactly. you know, you end, up, yeah. you end up smacking tables and stuff <laughs> yeah. t- 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 <laughs> t- the floor, it's naughty. <laughs> but then Freddie's mates are taking the piss out of him straight away. Oh, you know, g- g- nice. Yeah, I was going to say, because perhaps Freddie sort of sold him, to, you know, there might be, you know, obviously there's obviously scenes that were cut from the film. Perhaps there's a scene where before, where Freddie's bigging him up. Maybe you know because Maybe. it's like sort of like oh where'd you get that loser from and you know yeah you know none of them none of them want to know when the Cobra Kai's turn up all of Freddy's little gang they already know don't they you don't mess with the Cobra Kai's yes so yeah you know you'd think they'd be impressed by the fact that Daniel was sort of standing up to Johnny but it's almost as if oh no just a loser just leave him at isn't yeah yeah exactly <laughs> it's, it is it's, it's kind of and you do think oh that, that. and then similarly later on Ali's
0: friends. They're quite as yeah. quite as toxic to be honest. There's there's no kind of you know, you've really got to wear your stripes with these people only because they're just not interested.
1: It's like they he's laying on the floor, well. he's covered in blood and sand snot and nobody comes <laughs> near him. They're like right oh, now. And the thing is, they just sound like my right, party's over, just leave him there. Yeah, exactly. How does he even know to get home, Rich? He's he like, just move there. <laughs> There's no practicality well, to this. Uh, there, is, there is no practicality, as we find the following day. The following day, sort of,
0: when he instantly goes to high school. When he instantly goes. When he, first, first thing in the morning, he comes in and he's wearing, you know, oh, he's yeah. got his some really, really questionable 80s fashions going on here. But he's got his aviator glasses. I've still got those, have right? um, <laughs> still got I've still got aviators as well. They've never got a fashion. But mum's, mum's sort of uh, sat down, and, and I think the first time we get this. Serious mum, don't we? we? You know, for the first time, mum's kind of, you know, because she says, and she, you know, take off the glasses, show Sh- me your baby browns. Show me your
1: baby browns, baby. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. And he doesn't want to, and he doesn't want to. Now, is it me, or this is just, it, 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 I, am I being too picky here? He's
1: talking fine until he takes the glasses off, then he can barely move his face. It, th- this is the thing where, like you say, <laughs> quite often when it's compared to Rocky, I can kind of see sort of bits of it, but I always think the Rocky is like a sort of underdog story, whereas Karate Kid is more of a coming of age story. Yeah. You know, because, like, you know. Yeah, there is that, yeah. Yeah, you know, I always think with the sort of Rocky comparison, I can see where people are coming from. But it, it does seem that instantly, as soon as Daniel gets heard, he does become a sort of mini Stallone, doesn't he? Yeah, and he, he does. It, yeah. He does the same with this because he he's got that sort of hey, New Jersey. I come from you oh, know New York yeah, yeah. sort of sort of mentality. Forget about it, forget, forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> but then as soon as he gets hurt, he instantly goes into the sort of Stallone He does, <laughs> yeah. Drops down a couple of decibels, doesn't he? And like you yeah. say with that. He's like, "Hey, mom, I'm off to school." She's like, oh, "Okay, I got no time <laughs> to eat." You know, do the classic thing that everyone does on films, which is they come in, I've got no time for breakfast. Grab a piece of toast and walk out the door. I don't think I've ever seen anyone do that in real real life. (laughs) No, I
0: know. know. It's also the same people that that are, you know, as my wife will comment, fully made up. They've got a full breakfast in front of them we, we barely have time for cereal
1: in the morning yeah and, you know they're getting up at five in
0: the morning to do a full planter yeah,
1: like you see they've got so all you can eat buffet on the table and the kid always comes down just grabs a piece of toast do not even put butter on it yeah. I'm right, off yeah. I've got no time but like you see well, I mean, he takes the glasses off he does go she goes like you know oh I fell off my bike oh. yeah. <laughs> yo Adrian <laughs> <laughs> but it's quite oh, telling. Well. It's quite telling as well with his mum because I was, and again, this is the, the 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 wisdom of age comes upon us, Richard, like a like a dark shadow approaching. I always thought with that she just wants to move out because obviously she's got a new job and stuff like that. But did you notice the first thing that she's worried about is that he's on drugs, and there could be yes, part of the thing. Yeah. There could be part of the thing that perhaps he's been growing up in a sort of a rough neighbourhood. She's seen people go down the wrong, you know, other kids mm. and cousins and perhaps family members, you know, and gluey's kids or whatever. Uh, yeah. Have gone down the wrong sort of path because she's like, are you taking something straight away? And it just seemed like a strange, yeah, rea- yeah. strange reaction to think straight away just because he's got sunglasses on and he must be taking something. So it might be a little bit into that. Perhaps like you say, this is another part of why she wants to move away. Like you say, yeah, we, yeah. We, you know, later on and down the line in the films, we find out the father has passed away. But in this film, we don't really get any indication to whether the father's you know, passed away, whether he's left them, you know, whether, yeah. whether Daniel ever, ever knew his father, you know, we don't get any mm-hmm. indication of that. And it does seem like the mum's taken on the, you know, the sole responsibility for him for a long time, does not it? So yeah, Praf- definitely yeah. perhaps there's a little edge, sort of tinge to that. Yeah. You know, that she's, you know, sort of moved him out to get him away from trouble. But as it is, he's been there one day You know, <laughs> now he's going like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's got... That's the first thing that he did was score. As soon as he got there. <laughs> yeah.
0: But, but I mean well, obviously as we find out the first thing he did was find out where the school is because he, he
1: he's in a rush and he goes straight to school because he knows where it is on, on his bike as well on his bike yeah <laughs> so he's riding there it's not as if he, he not as if he even have to catch a bus he knows the routes no. he, knows, he knows the shortcuts he knows it all still eating his toast as he's riding through town and again we've got a bit of banana rama playing in the background cruel summer
0: bit of, bit of cruel summer oh, I, I don't
1: know if, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that was a big hit in America but it was massive over here wasn't it it was, but I think I I,
0: I might be right to say that it actually wasn't as big a hit. It was that was the second release of it off the back of Karate Kid. Oh, you just blow my mind! right? yeah. You might be right. Yeah, I'm almost certain that the first time it was released, it was a bit of a flop, and then with this, it um, it served them well. So then, where where do we go from there? So we, he sort of, he starts at the school and uh, then soccer practice. Soccer practice. Yeah. He meets yeah because he yeah that's right because that's when he meets Ali with an eye, isn't it? Hey, yeah, Ali with an <laughs> eye. Yeah, and she's and she's been practicing obviously. Overnight, she's been practising. Yeah, she's practically <laughs> turned to the Pelly. <laughs> <laughs> but we've got this thing again, haven't we, where he's, he's on the football field. Of course, all the Cobra Kai seem to be on one team, or the bulk of the Cobra Kai are on one team. All The, the girls are being the cheerleaders, and they're doing their football practice. And, of course, he takes a, the Cobra Kai guys recognise him. He takes a tackle. Bit of
1: a rough tackle, was, wasn't it? Bit of a rough tackle.
0: <laughs> And uh, he's straight in with fist flying, isn't he?
1: Yeah, and again you know, that it's not it's not Johnny who does this time. I think it's Bobby, and it? I think it's one of the other commentators yeah. does it to him. And like you say, the slide tackle comes in, and instantly he goes for a punch again, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he does, yeah, <laughs> he does. And so you can see that there is this, this,
0: you know, it, it's kind of, but you know, we, he's backed into a corner, isn't he? It's this thing of he's, he's been humiliated once; it's not going to happen again. Yeah,
1: I think it's like you say; it's, he's probably grown up in sort of a sort of a rougher area than he's gone to now. And I think it's always been that sort of pecking order. of The streets where he's come from, where you know, you say even if you don't win the fight, you make sure the other person remembers you, like you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's had that. He knows it's Ali with an I, and it's Daniel with an L. And um, obviously the, the coach comes and breaks it up. And for the you know for the longest time as a kid, I thought that he was shouting socks. Okay. <laughs> and I, I it always made me laugh. Why is he showing socks? <laughs> Obviously, it sucks. This school sucks. But me, school socks! When we were kids, school yeah. socks! Socks, man. Socks.
1: We, we, we used to say it to each other. Socks, man. <laughs> and that was the rewatch, on <laughs> not it? Yeah, it was a simpler
0: time. It was a simpler time.
1: Well, again, you know, like you say, he's just turned up to school. And he's miraculously found his own way. He's been there 20 seconds, and he's already changed to his games gear. <laughs> yeah, He's had a fight. He's got thrown off the soccer team. No, he's telling the, the, the teacher that the school sucks. Not really making good impressions here. He he's first not, impressions, is he? you know. He
0: isn't making the best impression <laughs> no. at all, at all. So we've got, we've then got uh, meeting in the canteen. Yeah. Oh no! Before that, we've got Miyagi coming to fix the faucet. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. So we got Miyagi comes to fix the faucet, and then you know this is when the sort of the first proper conversation occurs. Obviously, he, he recognizes the fact that Daniel is studying karate from a book. And Daniel isn't, as we said before, isn't. He's is not particularly warm to uh, to Miyagi, and he's kind of irritated by the fact that he's got any
1: sort of comment upon what he's doing.
0: And that's that's kind of it, really, isn't it? It's all a bit sort of, it's a bit frosty.
1: Yeah, and again, like you know, like I said, we addressed a sort of massive elephant in the room. If this film was being made today, you wouldn't get away with Miyagi as a character. People would say, no. was, people that say it was too stereotypical. They'd say it was, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, in some way racist or in some way offensive or stuff like that. The simple fact of it is that, like you say, all right, he is a stereotypical little Japanese guy who knows about karate and is instantly dismissive of the fact he's doing it from a book. And I think that's the point where Daniel's doing the kicks, he's reading his little how to manual. And Miyagi's sort of like, oh, God, what's he up to, sort of thing. Yeah, and again, yeah. like you see, it's always this sort of defensive thing with Daniel that when he first comes and he says, oh, do you know karate and stuff, oh, I see you doing karate, Daniel's a little bit sort of like, yeah, yeah, I am. He's like, yeah. you know, it's a lot of lines of you don't it from a book. And instantly, the sort of the guy comes back up again. doesn't it, with Daniel. Yeah.
0: yeah, he's he's incredibly sensitive, isn't he, to 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 everything? So it does kind of again. It reinforces that idea that you know he's whatever's gone on in his background. He's 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 you know he's always had to fight. It made me. It always made me think. You know, he's probably the man of the house from a young age. Um him and his mum are very much a kind of a partnership. She, you know, oh she's still his mum, but they're they're he's probably older than his years.
1: Yeah, I think he's been a bit of a latchkey kid along the way, hasn't he, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely.
0: You know, so he's kind of, you know, here we go, we've got this guy now who, who is kind of telling him that perhaps karate is probably is one escape. The only way that he can do karate at the moment is a book. He's not happy about the fact that that's the only way that he can do it, but it is the only way he can do it. And now he's got this guy coming in telling him that it's wrong. Yeah, that's right. With, with the last few days that Daniel has had, he he doesn't need this. He's not having the best of starts, is he? He's not having the best of starts. You can understand where the kind of where we have then the next sort of. Uh, interaction then with the Cobra Kai, which is when he's travelling home from school, isn't it? In fact, no, he
1: goes to... That's what happens. He goes to seek out the karate school, doesn't that's he? That's right. He's got to find himself a karate school and, of course, he finds the Cobra Kai, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, which, which just so happens to be across the road from where his mum's working.
1: <laughs> well, and i got to be honest, what an introduction. And Martin Cove, I mean, he's now synonymous with that role, isn't he? Yeah. But you forget how little he's in this film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's literally a couple of scenes. And he,
0: he, doesn't, he doesn't actually interact... With Daniel in the whole film, no, not at any
1: stage, no, doesn't speak to him at any stage, does he? Not at
0: all. Not but it's at quite, all. it's quite,
1: it's quite sort of telling when Daniel goes into Cobra Kai. There's a couple of people sort of sat there watching already and stuff like that, and it's almost as if Crease notices someone else new coming in, mm. and he he sort of he r- up ramps bit. up his persona a little bit. He puffs out yeah. his chest a little bit more to sort of show that he's the master, yeah, and you yeah. get the impression that, like you say with Crease, you know, he's got the sort of. Uh, is it the Korean War? He's come back from. Vietnam? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. He's got the sort of picture of him in the sort of Rambo pose there, haven't he? He'll, yeah. Holding yeah. the submachine gun and stuff like that. You know, he's all cra- karate champion. Karate isn't it? champion, and he's letting everyone know straight away. You know, this is my house. You come in here? I'm the top dog. You know.
0: Yes, definitely.
1: But like you say, it's that great sort of thing of like you know, strike first, strike hard. And he saw, so, as he as he notices Daniel come in, you get the impression that the people sitting there watching have been there more than once before. Yeah, and it's yeah. like almost as if, oh, I've got a new a new audience member. You know, yeah. and it's like, you know, you can tell he's really enjoying what he's doing.
2: Fear does not exist in this dojo, does it? No, sensei! Pain does not exist in this dojo, does it? No, sensei! Pain does not exist in this dojo, does it? No, sensei! Fear does not exist in this dojo, does it? No, sensei! Pain does not exist in this dojo, does it? No. Does not exist in this dojo, does it? No,
0: Sensei! Prepare! And he is, I mean, he just epitomises that character, doesn't he? He is.
1: Well, they say when you you look at um, the the sort of choices, they would, you know, well, if you can believe everything you read on Wikipedia and different sites, that some of the other choices, originally, there was a rumour there was going to be Chuck Norris, but John Avelson and Chuck Norris have both denied that. But at some stage, they were looking for Kurt Russell to play that role. Yes, yeah. And the other one they mentioned as well was Christopher Walken. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, well, both of those would have been awesome with that. I just can't imagine anyone else but Cove being that uh, increased, Joey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, 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 you know, we,
0: we say it often, don't we, with, with a, lot of the, a lot of the films that we sort of cover on this site, you know, that the, the, more often than not, the, the casting is absolutely nailed. And in this, without absolutely out doubt it is, with each character, you you buy each character.
1: And it was almost almost sort of reassuring for me as well, because I don't know if you were at the same sort of thing, but it was like, oh, that's the guy from Cagney and Lacey. (laughs) No, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, instantly recognised him as the guy from Cagney and Lacey.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so obviously then he's doing the. He he calls on uh, Johnny to do the. um, To lead the drill. And then Johnny then spots him, doesn't he? Well, I was going
1: to say, prior to that, you can see with. um, uh, Sorry, with Crease sort of ramping it up a bit. You can almost see a, a, a sort of look of relief in Daniel's eyes, as if he's like. Right, I need to learn something badass now because i got to fight these, yeah. these Cobra Kai guys. He hasn't worked out the fact that these Cobra Kai guys might possibly be going to the Cobra Kai gym. <laughs> Don't uh, Is it said, though? Is,
0: is there anything about what they... Yeah. <laughs> is it on their jackets, is it? It's on their
1: jackets, yeah. And I, oh, I think when they pull up as well, someone says, oh, it's the Cobra Kai gang or something like that. Oh, right. But he hasn't, he hasn't <laughs> quite clicked to that. We'll, we'll, we'll let him off. <laughs> we'll let him off. It was dark on that beach. <laughs> You can see that Daniel's almost sort of relieved, as in, like I'm gonna have to learn. You know, at that stage, yeah. he's got that sort of thing of karate. Is if I go to a karate dojo, I'll instantly become Bruce Lee or Jean Claude Van Damme or whoever. And yeah, yeah, You know, I'll kick ass straight away. Yeah. Like, you know. When you look at Chris he's every he's the epitome of everything you would want to be if you were that kid who needed to stand up to a bully, isn't he? Oh, without a doubt. It's yeah. like I want to be big and strong and tough like him. He's the man that can save me you now. And he's almost got that farmer figure already straight away. He's like, yep, yeah. this is the guy who's going to sort me out. And then, like you say, drop the mic. Hang oh, on a second. Yeah. I seem to be recognising a few other people in this class.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: There was part of me just thinking, you know, and it you know, probably says a lot about me as a character, I'd have just gone there anyway just made friends with them all. <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> it, you know, if there'd been any kind of level of acceptance there or any any kind of chink of acceptance there, he would have taken it, wouldn't he? He would have happily joined the Cobra Kai. Yeah,
1: but like you say, the he sees Johnny, he knows there's, there's no way, is there? Mm. So like you no, say, he goes exactly. goes from there back over to uh, the restaurant where apparently his mum's now lost the job at the computer store or whatever, or the computer company she was working in. And uh, by all accounts now is uh, taking up um, some sort of apprenticeship or management training scheme for this chain of restaurants, isn't it?
0: I don't know what the computer industry was like in 1984, but they've gone. F- it must be a good job for them to travel from one side of the states to the other for that job, only for, in the space of about a week, that job to either no longer exist or not be what she was expecting it to be.
1: Yeah, I think she said that it closed down, and I th- I don't think it's a deleted scene, but I think it's an earlier draft of the script. It goes on to explain a little bit more that the the company was like you know a some sort of like scam or something like that. So right. she's been doing some sort of course with a promise of a job at the end of it. Right. And okay. then when she gets there, it's now everything it's not everything it seems like, you know. But um because yeah.
0: she's, she's selling this job now that she's doing, isn't she? She's she's kind of really sort of selling this management prospects and all this sort of stuff. And then whilst she's chatting to Daniel, you've got the woman in the corner shouting, Lucille! Can, yeah. can, we gotta go or whatever. let's get going. So Come kind on. of it all automatically undermines what she's just been saying about the management prospects. Don't
1: bring your fucking kid in here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but then again, there's, there's that conversation that, that Daniel and Lucille have having, and it is very much a friend conversation, isn't it? I could never imagine having that conversation with my mum. Not at that, you know, that age,
1: definitely the, not.
0: You you get that window into their relationship whereby they are their mother and son first and foremost, but they're also friends.
1: Yeah, they're like, like a team, aren't they, Like really? like it's, yeah. so, so t- it's like as if they've had to depend on each other. They're a team. Like. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Now, th- whilst this conversation is ongoing... In the background, obviously they are either side of a window with Cobra Kai the the dojo behind them. It was only when I bought the DVDs for this film it can't be down to the just the quality of the image, but for whatever reason, as a kid, all the times that I'd seen it as a kid, I'd never noticed the Cobra uh, noticed Bobby or top yeah Bobby or Tommy coming out and seeing him walking over towards a restaurant and seeing him pointing and then going
1: and telling them all I'd never. It's beautifully yeah. done. It's one of those things, like you say. It's, it's again. It's um, all in one shot. Again. Yeah. And you know, to, to, to sort of keep it there, it's brilliantly done. And like you say, it's. I think it was. I. It was a long, it was a long time before that that I noticed it, but I think it was yeah. probably as a kid. I probably noticed it on the second or third viewing or something. I didn't yeah. notice. Didn't notice it instantly.
0: But the timing of it. The, yeah. Fantastic. The timing of
2: it
1: is amazing. Isn't it? It's so well done. And then, of
0: course, again, you were seeing another kind of you we, were further seeing the kind of the, the quirky which when I was a kid was annoying an element of Daniel's character almost cringeworthy where when she asked him about Ali yeah, yeah and he's kind of like she's beautiful I think she's beautiful I think she's beautiful and it was kind of like this I just found it really really awkward to watch him talking to himself about it. it's
1: almost with that like they sort of said to Ralph like adelson said to Ralph Macchio just go with it just go with it see yeah. how you feel and like that was the best they could do yeah I know yeah, I think she's beautiful well, she's definitely beautiful I, I think she's really beautiful who are you talking to mate the fucking lamb chop in your hands what are you doing what are you doing you got a poor cutlet is it? I think there's a lamb cutlet in your hand yeah. and you're talking about some girl to an empty restaurant you know your mum's only oh, just, just got a job there you got a free meal out of it now they don't want, it. Now they don't want a, a weirdo kid coming in talking to himself pieces of meat oh dear but like you say that's where we get to the thing Then when he's riding home on obviously, the, yeah. the, passage of, the passage of time has moved on. The the meal has gone from, like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon to at least 8 o'clock at night, because it's now pitch. At least 8 o'clock. It's now pitch yeah, obviously, He's gone the long way around, obviously. Yeah. Well, he knows California so well, Rich. He's been there for <laughs> a week. He does, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's coming back, and then, um,
0: of course, we have that first kind of... Um, uh, not the first the, the next sort of attack then I suppose isn't it when, when obviously they, they kind of circle him and I don't know again I always felt you know he
1: could have put the brakes on a little bit before he doesn't have to he kind of loses control of the pedal bike doesn't he and it's, I think, it's quite strange that they're still picking on him at this point because he's not actually with Ali at this point no I don't understand I don't understand the motivation behind it Ever than the fact that they're just bullies and I think it's but that's what it is isn't yeah, it yeah you know I don't see why they've got the game for it it's game isn't it it's a yeah. game
0: isn't it they they've seen him they're going to humiliate him even further and just you know obviously they've seen a bit of spark in him they've seen a bit of confidence yeah, in him and they yeah. kind of without without anyone else being around and anyone else to see what's happening they want to they want to kind of right you you know you didn't learn your lesson on the beach you thought you could kind of have a go in the, on the football pitch Slight tackle, now, bobby yeah
1: <laughs> yeah yeah
0: now this is you need to learn your lesson kind of thing um,
1: and that's a hell of that's coach. a hell of a hell sending
0: him down isn't it it really is I mean, and it's and it's, it's well edited as well. It is well edited to to obviously between whoever the stunt guy is to to the role and into him rolling into screen. It is done well. So then he's back. Then he's he's obviously he's relatively near to um, the
1: the apartment block and uh,
0: mum's arriving back from work as he's. Um,
1: this bit. This bit is a hundred percent Stallone. When he brings the bike and throws it into the skip. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's like he's, stupid. He's even he's even doing the hand gestures off the top of his head that, that Stallone does in Rocky Three when he's having to go to Adrian on the beach. You know, you want to break me down? I'm afraid. You know, it's <laughs> yeah, like yeah. he's doing it with a stupid bike and he's doing exactly the same gestures. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, is, he I, is. I think Avilson like obviously just showed him a few Rocky films. Oh, it's it's there's
0: so many. The parallels are 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 unparalleled. They really are. There's there it is so many, yeah. so many nods and so many so much so much inspiration taken from it, and and occasionally outright copying. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so mum comes back and and of course then she sees him
1: sort of he throws the throws the bike throwing his th- bike, th- in the the bike in the bin. No, I can understand that. I fell off a skateboard when I was about fourteen and I smashed my face, and I did exactly the same thing. So I yeah, as, I did. I, I, did, as well, I <laughs> did as well.
0: Yeah, the the spot that they're having their argument is just outside Mr Miyagi's um, Mr Miyagi's little um, sort of workshop. Who just still happens to be in work. Who still <laughs> happens to be in work. Well, those flies don't catch themselves. But of course, then that. So so he's already intrigued by Daniel, isn't he? He's intrigued by this boy, and then. Yeah, you know, I think he, I think
1: it's one of those things where he knows now. I think to begin with, when he's first met Daniel, the once or twice he's met him, I think he's just thought he's quite a rude kid. And I think now we're seeing this little bit more going on, and like seeing the mother, seeing the sort of relationship with the mum and perhaps, yeah. you know, I'm not going to say something's lacking there, that perhaps that, um, there's, a, there's a bit of damage done there, let's put it that way. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: yeah. he's a damaged kid, isn't he? There's, yeah. There's, yeah, Well, we don't we don't find out until later, do we? We don't find out until sort of the, the following day or, or whatever it is when Daniel comes home again and finds the bike uh, fixed up on the uh, top of the staircase. But in the meantime, we're back in school. He, he sees Ali again, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, that's right, yeah. And now this is when he's getting a little bit more sort of conscious of the fact that perhaps... She might not be worth it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is this when he has that conversation with the little voice in his head? Yeah, yeah. So I think it is. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. More, more, more yeah. overconfident awkwardness. Yeah, <laughs> incredibly. Because he buys a lunch, doesn't he? Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, because like you say, it's, um, it's it's always like that sort of sort of cocky persona he's got, but you can tell he's he's try, he's trying to be a gentleman at this point, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He is, yeah, yes, he yeah.
0: He's overcompensating a little bit, isn't he? But. Um, so we we had, we had that sort of awkward little conversation he buys her lunch and then they're walking through and um, they this is where this is one of the first conversations that Daniel has with um, one of Ali's friends where she asks him about what bike he rides.
1: That's right yeah because he talks about going there and he says it, you know he says he's got a bike and then she says what bike do you ride and he says it's a, a Miyagi or something doesn't he Yeah because he's already that that name is clearly already lodged in his
0: mind yeah. despite the fact that he's only heard it once. Um <laughs> And he's lodged it in there, and then he spots, obviously he spots the Cobra guy up ahead, sat on their motorbikes, and then does a double take, doesn't he? And, and decides, right, I'm not going to go and I'm not going to go down there.
1: Yeah, and I was going to say at that point you can't really blame him as such, can you? Because like you say, this has gone a, a little bit past a bit of sort of pushing and shoving now. Because yeah. You know, he's had, he's had sort of one proper sort of kick in, if you like, and he's had one sort of possible murder attempt on that, all, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're getting the message now, she might not be worth it, mate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of girls in California. Plenty. <laughs> Plenty. Pretty Plenty pretty, pretty sure you've still got a little Marie on the street corner back for you. Might be worth considering a long term yeah. thing. <laughs> so he goes home and then he finds his bike, doesn't he? His
0: bike has been repaired. That's right, yeah. And straight away he jumps to the conclusion that it's Mr. Miyagi that's fixed it. As you would. <laughs> as you would. This is where now this this is this is the start of their kind of um their father-son relationship as he goes and, and thanks him for fixing his bike and um then mum again jumps to the same conclusion Daniel's not in the apartment he
1: must be in with Mr. Miyagi. Yes. Um, or on drugs. <laughs> I,
0: yeah <laughs> sc- it
1: comes to- <laughs> he could be with the Japanese guy downstairs or he could be scoring smack. We don't know. It's one <laughs> yeah. or the other <laughs> This is where he's introduced to uh, bonsai trees. That's right, yeah.
0: Miyagi is sort of giving him his first sort of lesson, really, in, in uh, cutting the trees and about what you see inside, projecting what you see inside sort of onto the tree and, and this sort of stuff. So it's kind of the first shaping your taster shape,
1: of... Shaping your own reality, if you will, Like, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you you
0: know, your own, the control coming from within you.
1: Yeah. So we could all learn the lesson from Mr. Miyagi with that, I think. I would say so. I would say so.
0: Mum comes to pick him up. they got to go. And um, he, he gifts him uh, a tree as well, doesn't he? He gifts, um, he gifts Daniel a tree. And then where do we... What do we have the following day then? And where do we go to after that? I
1: think from that point, he's just sort of like... He's realising now he's sort of avoiding Ali more and more, isn't he? And um, mm-hmm. we're coming towards the Halloween dance now, aren't we? Where Miyagi... We are. We've got that... Miagi sort of says to him, "You know, um, you know, would you go?" And he's like, "Well, yeah, I would have gone." He sort of, sort of expresses the fact that there's a girl, but he doesn't want to go there. He's not popular in school, and the only way he go is the Invisible Man. And then a beautiful bit of foreshadowing. Of course, we all know the synonymous uh, sort of Halloween costume. Which I gotta be honest, Rich. Every time I've gone to a Halloween party, I've planned to do that and <laughs> it's dress. Brilliant, it. isn't it? But the show—it's all hanging up behind him as they're talking. I know, and do you know what? I can remember being. I, I can't tell you how
0: many times I'd seen that film before I first noticed that, and I can remember being so pleased with myself because I could see it in the background, as if as if I'd noticed it. Not that they put it there, I'd noticed it there. I was so proud of myself for seeing
1: that. I think that's the great film, and the film, with the, the great thing with a film you've grown up with, isn't it? Because when you're watching it, sort of as, as a kid and through a teenager, you're sort of you're watching it being all looking. Yeah. and then the more the, 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 the sort of repeat viewings and especially as you get older and more mature eyes, you start noticing that you know what, what I would have thought was quite a sort of sort of not trashy but sort of almost like a sort of popcorn bubblegum movie. There's actually a lot of thought gone into this, isn't there? There's a lot of layers in this film.
0: There's a lot of layers in this film.
1: Yeah, and like you say, I, I, I was reading. So they, they were saying, like, all the stars of the movie just thought it was just like a sort of a never sort of team movie, and it wouldn't go nowhere yeah. and stuff. Like that. And Avelson was saying, like, you know, no, you guys really got to buckle down because we've got something good here. You know, I don't, yeah, you know, I don't do rubbish. You know, I don't do cheap sort of tacky films. This is this is a really good film, like you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. So then we go to uh, the Halloween party then, and, and Ali spots. Daniel, sort of, uh, I think he said at some point, doesn't he, you know, if the, the, if, if he could be the invisible man, That's he right, could yeah. you know, if you could disappear. So she spots him and goes up. For the first time it's kind of, you know, they, they, they have a bit of
1: a little smooch. They have a bit of a cuddle, don't they? A bit of a smooch. What's, what's then, Ali um, dressed up as? Is this some sort of angel or something? I always thought, sure, for, for the life of you, I wish I'd taken a note of it last time. I always thought it was Princess Leia for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs>
0: Ah, kind of, I suppose, but she's got um, she's got the mask, because she's got the eye mask on right, a yeah. stick.
1: yeah, that's right. Okay. Um,
0: which I always thought she tripped them up as they were running through with the eye mask. I remember. I ah, always thought no. that's But it's not. The it's show- the shower head. The yeah, <laughs> yeah. So jumping ahead, but um, so they have a bit of a smooch, and then there's there's the guy with the uh, incredible chicken outfit.
1: Um, now this part is the bit where we're getting to where Daniel is a complete and of cock wumble and deserves everything yes. he gets. <laughs>
0: Yeah, this this is kind of he had the opportunity. It's he's he's been bolstered now, has not he? Yeah. He's been bolstered by the fact he's had a bit of a he's had a bit of a smooch with Ali, and all of a sudden now he is Billy Big Bollocks, isn't he? And he's gonna he's gonna show them. And I mean, don't get me wrong, it's it's a good little it's a good little sort of thing that he does. He does kind of I mean everything is laid out for him, isn't it? And he yeah. kind of you know. But there's at no point to the at no point do you see a look in his face where he's weighing up whether or not to do it.
1: He is doing it, and he's doing it to show off to Ali. And plus, well, you know, we're let the viewer know, the young viewers know. That if you do smoke marijuana in the toilet, you will get soaked by a hose because drugs are you will. drugs are bad, kids.
0: <laughs> you will, you will. Of course then he um, puts the hose on, makes no attempt to kind of hide the fact that it's in when he's
1: running out. <sighs> oh it, well, he, he, he could have blended back in. He, he bumps he he into the black in. dude dressed as Spider Man, Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> so I've precursed it to Miles Morales as he's running out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And then he comes to him and then he says to um you know he said, oh you know what goes around comes around and then as he runs past Ali he says to Ali it's coming around <laughs> yeah and then you know there's 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 your classic kind of eighties early eighties chase. Chase. um Where, chase cars, are we, we cars cars are
1: crashing into each other in Absolute yeah. carnage. yeah
0: cars didn't cars didn't have brakes back then no. and um <laughs> <laughs> they just swerve into each other. <laughs> <laughs> he's up over the, he's up over it, and of course school is obviously really close because he legs it across a couple of fields, and then he's he's I'm kind so of backing
1: onto the back of the um of the apartment block, yeah, being chased by um oh, six, six dudes dressed as skeletons,
0: six dudes dressed as skeletons, yeah, and then of course. We get back! You know he can't get up over the fence because he's got to. You know, Johnny is he is going to have his sort of vengeance jeered on by
1: everyone, all bar Bobby. Bobby says to him, doesn't he?
0: Come on, he's had enough. Yeah, out out. I think,
1: like you say, Bobby's like almost a voice of reason all the way through this, and he's like, I say, we'll come, yeah. we'll come to it towards the end as well. Like, but um, yeah, it's, it's it's quite sort of brutal. Like they, you know, they give him a couple of sort of, you know, well, I think he's hit him with a roundhouse first, and he and just yeah, he slams against the yeah. fence and stuff that but this is getting to the point now where this is going beyond bullying now because I think Johnny's actually, I don't know if his intention is to kill him, but there's a good chance that he could kill him at this point. Yeah, I mean, you know,
0: he's been humiliated, hasn't he? And and it's kind of like
1: he, he just... And got, again, we're getting the first sort of signs as well of this almost almost sort of like sort of cult-like sort of figure that crease is to him, isn't he? Because when yes. Bobby's saying this enough, he's like, no, we mustn't show the enemy mercy. And they're almost yeah. brainwashed into that now. This is you know, you know almost straight away. Seeing a little sort of window into the, what we'll see later on, many years later with Johnny, is that you know this is a kid who's been taken advantage of, really
0: massively. Yeah, being indoctrinated. It you know it is you know that, that it's the mantra for life, isn't it? Yeah, strike first, strike hard, no mercy. sir, that is that, that is what they live by. And of course, some of the some of the members of the gang are sort of less leaning towards that way and think, but well, he's had enough now. You know.
1: Teach him a lesson, but he's had enough. But the other two are sort of holding him up, you know. They're, just, <laughs> you know, they're yeah, th- yeah, getting yeah. him lined up for Johnny to take a running, yeah. running kick at him, like, you know? Yeah. And like you say, you get um, the first bit then. Obvious 80 stunt man, but we don't care. Yes, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Here he comes, Mr Miyagi, over the fence with some incredibly, um, incredibly choreographed karate.
1: <laughs> this is the thing. What you've got to realise is with this is that nobody in this, and it's quite strange because even by this stage, martial artists definitely be that Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan had already sort of emerged in sort of like, probably in Western cinema through sort of underground circus. But you already have the Chuck Norrises, and yeah. there was this sort of tradition almost of if you win. The World Karate Championships or the USA Kickboxing Association titles, or like that you instantly get a minimum of five straight to VHS action films, but yeah. in, but in this film, none of them actually did karate. No, that's right. But like you say with with um, uh, Pat Morita, you know he'd never done karate in his life. Now. The karate coach for this, I'll go back to Chuck Norris, was actually a, a student of Chuck Norris, wasn't it? Was Patty e. Johnson. Yes yeah, right. Who, yeah. who later shows up as the uh, referee of the tournament. Yes. And he had a way of t- training them both accounts. He trained Miyagi and I got to call him by the character, he was trained Miyagi and Danielson together. And he was very sort of soft and very gentle with them. Sort of very understanding and almost made every lesson fun. The Cobra Kai's, he trained them like a military squad. And was a so sort of mm-hmm. like drop a give me 20. And Kreese, he trained alone because he didn't want anyone to see Kreese before he knew what he was doing. He wanted yeah. a, all the, the sort of Cobra Kai to sort of almost be in awe of him. But brilliant, that, li- it? little fact with this, mind you, Patty Johnson, he had a, a, a small cameo role in a film called Enter the Dragon, Rich. And I think it's about time that we told the world what you think of Enter the Dragon. <laughs> well, I, I will let you know when I watch it. <laughs> Listeners, just, just for the sake of this now, um, we've been going for a couple of years as the podcast, been friends for many years before that. Myself and Sky have insisted that Richard watches Enter the Dragon on numerous occasions, and he just finds an excuse not to watch it for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. It's a Stone Cold classic. <laughs> But now, it is, and I will, I will. But now, like, I've got it recorded, right, ready to go. Right, you've got it recorded, but now the rest of the world, because I like to think the rest of the world is listening to this right now, right? <laughs> the, the entire, entire the world, world. The entire world. They've, they've, they've turned off the election news, the US election news, <laughs> and they've got right, whilst we've got COVID, we've got Biden and Trump going to war. What can we think? Let's just switch off and listen to the Karate Kid. I want a commitment for you, Rich. I want you to watch Into the Dragon and tell me if you can spot <laughs> a young <laughs> Patty Johnson. Okay. I will. I will. If if, if for nothing else, just to spot. <laughs> just that. for that. Forget about Bruce Lee being a legend of cin- match, lad, cinema <laughs> just do it for that. Okay. It's a deal. It's a deal. And back to back to our back to our original chat. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right, so where were we? So, okay, so we've now Miyagi, got... Miyagi does, um,
1: Miyagi does a few uh, very sort of stiff, stilted moves and uh, wipes some He does. Out. Beats the shit out of the group <laughs> of teenagers. <laughs> but they had it coming, didn't it? let's be honest. Oh, without a doubt they did. Without it, a doubt in he first to Miyagi, he doesn't actually beat the shit out of the teenagers. He defends himself against a group of teenagers. Because the first thing he does, he knocks Johnny's kick away from Daniel. Yes. And then he tries to push one of the other boys away. And it's only then that they start facing up and they're actually they're actually attacking him yeah
0: definitely everything's defensive yeah. for him, isn't it it's, it's, it's his his approach to karate is obviously defensive and it's about say it's, a, it's about protecting daniel and obviously he has to do certain things to do that but it's not he's not punishing them he's defending daniel
1: well they say it's a bit of a cliche but that, you know, karate literally translates, doesn't it to the empty hand this it's the thing mm-hmm. of not using weapons is defending yourself and being able to get away from someone who's trying to attack you
0: yeah, yeah. Obviously, they they sort of left on the floor, um, all rolling around, suffering. And then we've got Miyagi tending to Daniel's injuries and using the the famous sort of head scarf then to kind of mop his brow and and, and,
1: and treat it. I was gonna say that you know, you're in the first sort of inclination as well, that the, you know, with with Miyagi, that he's actually got a sort of spiritual sort of connection to something because he does. Yeah. You know, as we like to see with the hand slapping and then you know the the rubbing and stuff like you know he can. He knows how to, you know, fix a guy up straight away, doesn't he? He seems some Yeah.
0: He does. He can clap his hands and a drum is heard. <laughs> <laughs> you still get goosebumps when he does it, though, don't you? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. <laughs> um, but, but Daniel, obviously, why wouldn't he? He jumps to the conclusion that it's Spider-Man that's helped him, not Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. <laughs> Which you would, wouldn't you? You, you it's, it's not. He's going to be the last person you're going to think that's going to, uh, is going to have helped.
1: If I've literally got a concussion, I've recently bumped into Spider-Man, and all the memory I've got is some someone jumping off a fence, I would naturally assume it was Spider-Man, to be honest <laughs> exactly. with Exactly, <you>, <laughs> exactly. A bit of foreshadowing for Ralph
0: Macchio as well, because he was obviously in contention for, uh, for Spider-Man when they were looking at developing it. Uh,
1: that's right, the James Cameron uh, version, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Hey, I'm Spider-Man. Hey, <laughs> I'm gonna web you good. <laughs> forget about it. Hey, Manny really, James, forget about it. <laughs> so then, this is where this is now where shit gets real. Yeah, because now he's gonna—he's literally—he's told—he's told Miyagi what's going on. Yeah, and where it's all coming from. And I think Miyagi—I think he knows straight away. Then he what he's up against as soon as he walks into that dojo, doesn't he? Yeah
0: but we've got again now we 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 automatically see in the like the true sort of friendly character and the, the quirky character of of Miyagi and that they've they jump in the van and he lets Daniel drive and, and Daniel says, well, I haven't got a licence and he says, neither have I. Yeah. Or me yeah. So he's kind of, you know, he's, he's very relaxed, very kind of, you know, he's not going to be instilling rules upon Daniel.
1: And again, I will go back to sort of Alden and casting. I mean, they were they were looking, um, was it Windrup the producer, the original choice? Was so it was a, a Toshiro Mifune, wasn't it? From uh, the mm. Kawasaki films. You know, you just can't picture anyone else but Marita doing that role. And the thing you is, can't. Marita's got... I didn't realize he was a stand. I knew he'd been in Happy Days, so I knew he had some sort of comic flair. But I didn't yeah, realize he was a stand-up comedian. One he? yeah, you know, yeah. he's talking for Red Fox and stuff like that. I think Lenny Bruce's mother, I think, was his um, manager. So he, yeah. you know, he sort of worked the circus. And like you say, that's the first sort of glimpse we get of the sort of comic timing that Marita's got all the way through this film. Yeah, and I yes, actually I went and watched some of Marita's early stuff, and I, I didn't realize as well. I mean, he speaks with a sort of American accent. He grew up in San Francisco, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. a broad American accent, yeah. Broad American accent, but like you say, he's got that sort of Miyagi character down to a T, but there's still that sort of cheeky sort of one-liner sort of timing that I think yeah. only certain actors get away with it, and they are comedic actors, aren't they?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, when he was in Happy Days, when he was because he was um, he was Arnold in Happy Days, wasn't he? He owned the the restaurant Arnold's, and he was he was he was Miyagi, but without the serious edge. He was kind of you know he he spoke with that sort of accent with the with with the um, Japanese accent, but he was very much he was a comedy character. He was very much a comedy character. He was very kind of laughing a lot and really kind of you know there was no seriousness with him in Happy Days. He was very much a comedy character. I think it's
1: more more of a sort of sign of the times, perhaps, that he 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 did sort of he was. I'm not going to say he was quite happy to, but I think he played up to a lot of sort of stereotypes about about people from you know from from the Orient, didn't he? Because he knew that would be his sort of niche. That you know that's how people would notice him. So I think he did that as he was. I'm going to say with some of the stand-up stuff I saw, it was all related to you know the fact that you know that he was different to the crowd. You know. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But
1: you know, different times.
0: Yeah, absolutely different times. Yeah, but so you know, we're getting into iconic scenes now. This is the kind of the first you know when when you when you talk about when you talk about karate and if you want to watch any kind of 5 minute recap of, of the karate Th- this kid is probably saga, this is
1: probably the scene isn't it
0: this is the scene isn't it and you've got martin Cove, he's like a bull isn't he and he's kind of he's snorting and he's you know he's just heavy breathing and he's just doing everything about him just bleeds bully intimidation and he's he's he thinks that he can you know patrick is clearly considerably shorter than him, and he, he uses his physical presence to really kind of, you're in my domain, you're in my lair, these are my boys that you have beaten up. I
1: don't think he knows what's happened as such. He knows that Johnny's been beaten up by some guy, doesn't he? And it's like that Johnny sort of, because he does the pain does not Because he's doing the same thing again. He's noticed Daniel's back there, but he's also mm. no, obviously noticed Mur- uh, Miyagi as well. And again, Crease ramps it up. And you know, yeah. that's where you get the famous pain does not exist in this dojo. No, sensei! Defeat yeah. feet does not exist. It does, no, he And then of course, he looks at Johnny's eye, and Johnny's sort of like, Is there a problem, <laughs> Mr. Lawrence? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you got know, that sort of whisper in his ear. But what I noticed yeah. before that, many, many viewings before I ever noticed this, it's almost as if Miyagi's gone there with the best of intentions, thinking that, you know, if someone's a karate teacher, they'll have honor, they'll have, you know, discipline, you know, they, he'll sort of chastise his students, and that'll be the end of it.
0: Oh, yeah, with, I definitely with, think that's
1: what it is. Within sort of 10 seconds of him walking in there and seeing Crease, He's already noticed the picture the poster up behind for the tournament. He looks up at it. Yeah. And he's already Okay, we've got the plan B then. I'll get Daniel yeah. to fight yeah. him in the tournament. Yeah. And before you were saying before Chris even approaches him, I think Miyagi's already got it ready in his head, hasn't he?
0: Definitely, definitely. Miyagi, you know, you'd never want to play poker against Miyagi, would you, because he n-
1: stone faced, stone isn't the word, isn't it? No, completely. He the just does doesn't, not, he doesn't
0: flinch, react whatsoever. You know, he's, whether or not he's feeling it inside, you know, Crease is not going to be intimidating. Well,
1: it's, you know? it's, a two, it's a sort of two extremes of conf, I suppose, the, almost like a fighter's confidence, if you like. It's like you get the sort of, the press, you know, like I sort of equate it to the, the boxing press conference. You get the one guy who stands up and turns tables over and tells the world what he's going to do. And then you get the other guy who just goes, right, I'll do my talking in the ring. And that's the yeah. sort of comparison you've got there is Kreese is ramping up, ramping up, ramping up. Like you say, even when the suggestion is made about the tournaments, you know, he says, oh, I got one more sort of, you know, one more favour to ask, you know, that your, your, your students leave mine alone until the tournament. And he's like, yeah. oh, you know, you're a pushy little bastard, aren't you? Like, you know, right? Yeah. I kind of like that. And you can tell right. they've got a sort of streams, like neither of them's backing down, but Miyagi's doing it without raising a decibel. Whereas yes. Kreese is getting, he's almost growing like a peacock, isn't he? He's puffing yes, his chest yes, up. Yeah. And he's the point he even puts his hands inside his gi to somehow make his chest try to pump his chest up a little <laughs> yeah, bit he more as he's yeah. doing it. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, it's quite an interesting sort of character study, really, of the sort of yeah, the, yeah. The, the overconfidence against the short confidence, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I love I love it then, because you, you straight away you've got this kind of this dynamic then of Daniel freaking out at what mess Miyagi's possibly
1: getting them well, into, obviously yeah, not cause, understanding cause, what the... Because Chris even says to him, doesn't he, if he don't show up on the day, it's open season on you as well. Yeah. It's like, you know, he's not just going to get Daniel filled in, he's going to send the boys over to film Miyagi in as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then Miyagi's answer is, well, you know, I've bought you two months without a beating kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, you bought you some time. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so that's obviously then we, uh, we're kind of... Um, We're We're now into
1: the. We get introduced to the sort of Miyagi homestead, don't we? Which I've got to be honest, to this day, I would love to live in Mister Miyagi's house.
0: Oh, it's it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. But my as I understand it, after the first film, it
1: was torn down. Wow. So everything that appears after is completely is is complete recreation. Yeah, thinking about that, that's probably right then, because the sort of the the garden in the next film is different, isn't it?
0: It's a bit smaller,
1: isn't it? Yeah.
0: yeah, it's um, it's lovely. It's, it's just amazing, isn't it? It's, it's such a you know, but it, it's it's a it's lovely, lovely, um, lovely setup. Just on the wrong side
1: of the tracks. Just on the wrong side of the tracks. Oh, the train tracks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's just it's then, an awesome place, and it looks great. I gotta be. I say so to, to this day, even when you see it now in Cobra Kai, I honestly think, Joe, oh, that's where I'd like to retire to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Definitely. So yeah. So now this is it, isn't it? This is this is the, you know the iconic. It's the, it starts off with the washing of the cars, and he's got his eye on that. Uh, he's got his eye on that yellow. Uh, that yellow car from the outset,
1: does not he? Oh, it's a beautiful looking car, mind you. Isn't it? Oh, it is, though, it is, but yeah, it's like one of those things where you sort of realize that Miyagi's been sort of just working away. Because the natural assumption when you first watch it is that Miyagi's like a sort of living, sort of repairman, yeah. but it's yeah. not, it's just his office, you know, he goes home to this yeah. every night. And you always get the impression for all these years, like I say, we find out about the sort of sadness in his life, but you almost get the, before you find out that he's one of those people that's just literally just probably bought that plot of land. And it's just worked and worked and worked for years and years. Yeah, it's he's just building built, he's, he's it built that up house himself, is not yeah, he? Yeah, bit by bit, you know, just screwing money away. And like you say yeah. with the cars, it's like as if every time he bought a car, he didn't sell the previous one. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, yeah. he's, he's literally, everything he's got is out on display but he's earned every penny of it you know yeah absolutely
0: so we we, we start that so we're we starting the the training so we, you know we have the iconic wax on wax
1: off that's got to be up there haven't it? With like sort of film scenes if you say to, oh it is even to this day now I, mean, I think possibly before Cobra Kai sort of led a resurgence if you say wax on wax off I'd say to, to the sort of average person on the street I'd say 95% of people would know what I thought we were on about yeah definitely it is it that has found its way into uh
0: into kind of history isn't it yeah. very much so very much so um and whilst this is sort of ongoing whilst the various different um training methods from wax on wax off to sand the floor and, and all the rest of it also his relationship with Ali's developing they go they go to the one place that
1: everybody wants to go on their first day <laughs> I just don't want to go there now to be honest was it golf and stuff is it or... golf and stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> It looks amazing. But again, watching that as a teenager, I mean, we probably haven't got the equivalent of it now. (laughs) But but as a kid watching that, I mean, (laughs) there was just nowhere that existed like that in Britain, was there? The fact that you could go on a date with a girl, I mean, you were lucky if you had a sort of snog in the park, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But like, yeah, like you say, they've got the golf and stuff. But obviously, Daniel's got that sort of thing, you know, know, he, he doesn't have to worry. So it's almost. I think he thinks straight away, all right, they wash the car, wax on, wax off. Okay, well, I'll do this. I'll do my little bit of work. He, obviously, he's not clicking to the fact that he's being taught muscle. training, train. yeah. But he's got a couple of months. And like you say, before they go on a date as well, he has to go pick Ali up with mum in the car.
0: Yeah, well, even before that, even before that, we've got cocky Daniel at school, haven't we? We've got... Oh, of course, yeah. Um, before so before the date, again, we've got that thing of whereby he's kind of showing off to Ali... And uh, he sort of approaches all the guys and he's kind of, hey, you know, don't step out in front of any
1: more buses and all this sort of stuff. And Johnny just wants to lay him out, understandably so. I was going to say, as a kid watching this, you sort of almost cheered him on because you thought, if I was being bullied, that's, you know, now I've got my reprieve, I'd have my revenge. But as an adult watching it, I was like, not even as an adult, just with more mature eyes watching it, you just think, mate, just quit while you're (laughs) ahead. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know what's the worst gonna happen? You know if if Johnny knocks you out, now? What's the worst gonna happen? Crease is gonna be slightly pissed off with him. Yeah, <laughs> he's not really exactly. He doesn't seem as if he's like that bothered if he kills you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like you say. Know. Yeah, he's using it to his advantage now, isn't he? And you know he's obviously thinking that somehow he's gone from being completely terrified that he's gonna die in two months to washing a couple of cars and sanding a couple of floors and thinking. Oh well it must be saying to this uh i yes. can, I'm obviously gonna win this tournament now. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, then after that, then they, it's after their date, isn't it? They have they have a lovely evening. It's meant to be because they have the passport photos done. Well, that, um, that's,
1: yeah, I was going to say that's the, that's, the, that's the standard of any successful date, isn't it? It's pulling face and a The <laughs> Yeah, it is. But again, we get the sort of end of the date, don't we? The the sort of rich kids pull up, and like I say, that's why we're saying when mum comes to pick him up in the car. Yeah,
2: you've got. That... We've already
1: had it. We've already had it.
0: We've already had this thing where he's kind of he's embarrassed, and 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 Ali's parents, they're well. They, they seem like quite tricky, don't they? To be fair. Well, the
1: dad, the dad more than the mum, I think. I think, but yeah, mm. the, you know, it's like who's this young scallywag taking my daughter out? Yeah. And like I say, it's relate to find out as well, it's like well, he he should be going out with that nice Johnny Lawrence chap that lives around the corner. Yes. You know, he, yeah. he comes from good stock yeah absolutely and like you say you've got a sort of class divide there that, you know Ali seems like a really nice person at this point doesn't she she's now impressed by yeah. money and stuff like that which is I always think it's easy not to be impressed by money if you've got money yes <laughs> oh, definitely yeah it's the only thing about like Arnold Schwarzenegger said once to not he he said when he arrived in America he said I didn't have nothing and I was happy what happened afterwards he said well I was happier <laughs> <laughs> he said, Well, he said, when I made my first million, he said, I was happier. And he said, Did you yeah. ever get happier than that? He said, No, not really. He said, I was just as happy when I had 49 million as when I did when I had 50 million. <laughs>
2: it is right, though. Yeah, it is
1: right. <laughs> but yeah, so you've got this this, this
0: trouble at Miller is isn't there You know, she, she doesn't want to. The argument seems to come out of nowhere and I think it just it's just it's well, just the, kind of it's Daniel's insecurities bleeding well, out. Well no,
1: so I said that the, the the friends pull up in a nice sort of convertible car, they're going up to like, you know, make out make out cove or whatever, aren't they like you know and stuff yeah. like that? you know Again, but that doesn't exist in South Wales. <laughs> 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 yeah, we have we have fill you up Ali. <laughs> it's
0: like But that first first of all, the guy turns up the guy who's clearly forty turns up. In um in, in Face Man's Corvette. It from, is I was just about to say it's Face's
1: Corvette.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. And it, that was one of the other cars that I always wanted because I had I had I actually had the six inch figure set and I had the face's Corvette and I loved it. Like, but yeah, he turns white, white up in that and
1: white and, with and a red stripe, wasn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So he turns up in that and, and, and you know, there's who is he to her sort of thing. Well, but he seems pleasant enough.
1: He's just a friend, I think, but he does seem as if he's like to begin with, he does seem as if he's sort of hitting on her a bit. You know, so I'm like, hey, Ali, yeah. need like the new car to come for a ride, and, you know. But when she introduces Daniel, he's like, "Hey, Daniel, nice to meet you," and he's instantly a nice guy, isn't he? But yeah, I think, yeah. like you say, it's, it's the inadequacy thing. And they say the other, the other car pulls up, then you know, come on, let's go up to the lake or whatever. And at the same time, Daniel's mummy pulls up in the beat up station wagon, doesn't she? Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah.
0: So and D- Daniel can come too if it's okay with his mummy. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, oh dude. Man. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, he's really embarrassed. It's kind of, it, everything has gone so well, and he just kind of he can't get away from this thought that.
1: It's the defensive thing that we're seeing over and over again. I'm, I've never really overanalyzed Daniel Lucero before, but it is the, the sort of defensive thing of once yeah. he gets embarrassed, he gets angry. And again, that's probably a lot to do with the fact, like you say, although it's not alluded to in this film, it's probably down to the fact that the character's lost his father, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So he's he's used to hiding his emotions and sort of suppressing them and then... Outbursts of anger instead, probably. I think
0: definitely that sort of rains on their relationship a little bit, doesn't it? We we don't really have too much of their relationship after that so um, for a little while. No, they they have one
1: they have one more date, don't they? where he arranges to meet her and then well, yeah, this is
0: it, isn't it? This there, but she's going to the da- she's going to that dance and she so he so he comes to pick her up at Apple's night
1: to the country club, isn't it? That's what I think. So the country club, yeah. It's, it's literally this, it's the Goonies all over again, isn't it? It's uh, the it is yeah. <laughs> the rich country club. I don't know, I, you know, yeah. like I say, there was good and bad areas when I grew up, but you know, like there was in America. Films always used to be the good side of town, and the bad side of town, didn't they? Yeah, and the good side of town yeah. always has a country club, <laughs> it does always have a
0: country club. And they all up, you, you have to wear white, yes, yeah. <laughs> of course, he turns up in his in his very fetching white shirt, white trousers, and red jacket. Yeah, look at um, look
1: at looking like what what's he look like? He looks, he looks like he's know. delivering pizzas or something. I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have we had his birthday yet, or his birthday comes later? His birthday comes after that, doesn't it? Because he, and his birthday, comes yes, up, he yeah. does. Because he goes, he goes into the country club and he sneaks in through the back way. Yeah, again, through the kitchen, through the, which is open. Through the kitchen, St- again, standard sort of Hollywood fair. If you're going to go sneak into anywhere, you just walk into the kitchen. No one will challenge you at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can walk through there past all the staff. No one's here. Of course, Johnny then notices that uh, Daniel's there, and while well, he's dancing with Ali at the, sort of, at, at, again, at the bequest of the parents, isn't it?
0: Yes, yeah. Because
1: she's, she's dancing with she's dancing with the father, and then Johnny sort of comes over. Oh, can I cut in? And he's oh, of course, Johnny. You know, he's the, that Lawrence boy. He's a good, you know, he's a good kid and all that stuff.
0: Well, it, it, first of all, she's 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 obviously looking at the she's looking at the watch or the clock, or she's conscious of the time, isn't she? Cause she yeah, knows, she's, she she's meeting Daniel half nine. She, and he, and he says, you, she's just problems with Johnny. You love birds having issues.
1: Yes, yeah, like as if she have not even admitted to the to the parents. Either. She stopped seeing him, which is strange because they her and Daniel have already got out of dates.
0: Yeah, well, I think that she would have come back in, in not too pleased. And I ah, they good, kind of thought, good oh, that point. Was, that was swerved yeah. there. We, dodged
1: the, the bullet there, was, there, yeah, good point. Dodged the bullet,
0: yeah. And then he says, oh, not that boy from Rosita." Obviously then, Johnny cuts in, all softly spoken and romantic.
1: Notice is Daniel. Um,
0: <laughs> notices Daniel. Notices Daniel and goes goes in for the kiss, um, which would these days would make it an entirely different film.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and, um, you can't even think about how they would... Well, I was going to say, you can't even think about how they'd remake this film but. They did. <laughs> but they did yeah. Thankfully they didn't try and remake <laughs> this film. They made it, yeah. No. But in fairness, she sucker punches him. Yeah, um, she a good good Right
0: don't she? But unfortunately it's 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 post spaghetti. Um Daniel's covered in spaghetti and, and humiliated and, and leaves. Uh, if only he hadn't gone in completely a white outfit. <laughs> <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> 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 um that's, that's kind of the end of their yeah. relationship in the short term so we can focus on the karate training we get
1: a little bit of a montage and then that's when we get this sort of beautiful sort of um, Bill Conti score again with the pan pipes I think yes. it's the first real introduction isn't it because yeah, he's, is. he's, um, he's doing the cr- the crane kicks as Daniel's trying to do roundhouses in the, the the sea for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <'Cause> balance. <laughs> it's about learning balance. Yeah, there's balance and there's tides. <laughs> and I'm pretty like I say, let's let's think of a let's think of a great martial artist, you know <laughs> I'm pretty sure if we got like Van Damme, Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris to stand there, they, none of them are gonna stand up to the power of a wave.
2: <laughs> Anywho <laughs> Daniel secret to punch make a power Whole body, fit inside, one inch, here. Power, whole body, one inch, here. Now punch, hard, yot. What's the matter, you're some kind of girl or something? Punch, drive a punch, not just arm, whole body. Hip, leg, drive a punch, make key eye, here, here, give you power, try punch, Hot. Here, Once, Once more. Here, Once more. Here, here, very good, Danielson. Here, here, Hey, pretty good, huh? Here, oh. oh, ol... look at this, Miyagi. Here, Mati. Here, Mati. wait, wait, ma- da- Here, a- here, What do you think, oh, yes, Miss Miyagi, hi- huh? Hey, I tell you how to Miyagi think. I think you dance around too much. I think you talk too much. I think you're not concentrate enough. Lots of work to be done. Tournament just around the corner. Come, stand up. Now, ready. <sighs> concentrate. Focus power. you Yut. Yut. I
1: have a punch and um, so yeah so like I say, we've got that montage and we've got the and okay, he um, looks up and sees, the, sees Miyagi doing the crane kick for the first time doesn't doing he? the crane t- kick yeah well I say, say wa- Miyagi obvious man. stuntman Miyagi obvious <laughs> <AD> man, <stuntman, laughs> yeah, who has kick. arms like a bird
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but then they walk him back up to the van aren't they and then you've got the um You've got the oh, incredibly racist.
1: The, um, dude, the dude from LA Law, isn't it? It's a yeah. Loud Drake, is it? I think it is. Yeah. yeah. And, and Darkman um, as well. He was in Darkman as well when he was there. Yes. He's yeah. 20. But, um, you know,
0: it's it, obviously he's shown up straight away with. He takes a his accent and what have you. And then Miyagi um, sort of karate chops the top off a few bottles that are resting on his van. Yeah. And,
1: um, and again, we get that sort of marvelous sort of like, you know, how did you do that? And I don't know. <laughs> First time, yeah, first time. <laughs> but I love there.
0: There's a, like a similar conversation earlier, isn't it? When when he's um he said, he says to me, Daniel says to Miyagi, you know, um, <laughs> what uh, what belt do you have? And he he says and he shows him the belt, and he says, canvas, JC Penny, nine ninety nine. <laughs> stop stop structures falling down. <laughs> Daniel is once again sort of in that moment, whereas he may have been thinking, well, you know, I, I, am I actually learning anything here? You know, he's reassured straight away, isn't he? Yeah,
1: because we, we we well we, we know that Miyagi can do it. He's seen Miyagi do it, you know, once, like, admittedly during a sort of hazy concussion sequence. But now he's you've seen him chop the top off bottle tops, you, mean, you, yeah. you know the guy's pretty shit hot.
2: But yeah, again, exactly. this
1: this is the part now where he's sort of saying, well, look, you know, when are you going to teach me stuff? Yeah. And I think that there's got to be an alternate cut of this where he actually didn't know karate at all and he was just getting free child labour. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. Definitely. It's just, a story just get, the story Just gets the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> He's like, Well, the house is looking good. <laughs> like, you see your face in that bonnet?
2: <laughs> oh, but yeah, yeah, this is
1: the first part now. And I say, It's one of those things, like I said, I've seen this film so many times. I can't remember if I was wise to the fact. I'm not going to claim that I was wise to the fact of what he was doing with a wax on wax off or anything like that you know because it's just so ingrained in my psyche you know but yeah it's yeah. That, that little reveal where he sort of says right okay now do wax on wax off now do sand the floor and it's mm. like he's steady starts throwing the punches and he's blocking and you can almost see the realisation of Daniel it's like my god I've learned. I know. I know what I'm doing like you know I mean, he does, I mean, Nyagi does take the piss,
0: doesn't he? He does, I mean, particularly when Daniel turns up at five in the morning and he's already gone fishing and
1: left a note saying, paint the house. Yeah, but again, Daniel's be... a little bit entitled with that as well because he comes back and he says, well, did you think that I wanted to go fishing? Saw, <laughs> yeah, yeah just, true. just fucking met you, kid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've already got some Kung Fu expert wanting wanted to smash my face in. <laughs> <laughs> Fixed your bloody bike, what more do you want? You've had, yeah. a, you've had a tree on your mouth." <laughs> I'm not going to mention it but the French do (laughs) oh dear there's definitely some deleted scenes that was my version yeah
0: (laughs) So, we, so for all intents and purposes, now we're going through the various different stages of the training. We've got him on the fishing boat when he falls, and by all accounts, that was that little sequence on the lake was filmed in the middle of December. And there's the, the best acting by uh, by Macho is done when when he doesn't
1: have to act because that that water was freezing cold. <laughs> it really was that cold. Like, I'm trying to work out if that came first or Highlander came first because that's exactly the same. That's exactly the same. Uh, Highlander came in '86, so yeah, '86, yeah, yeah, so. Well, there you are, as a tribute to uh, Sean, to Sean Connery. Rest in peace, Sean Connery. because yeah, absolutely, open, yeah. It's pretty much scene for shot, scene for scene, isn't it? Shot with, it, shots, with yeah, the yeah. lock, and he got McLeod standing up there, and he says. B-A-L-A-N. You know, it spells balance. I can't. I, can't, I was trying to do it a Sean Connery voice and spell, and my brain can't do both. He says balance. Or balance. Balance. And it's, it's exactly like the same thing, isn't it? When he rocks him back and forth on a boat and then pushes him in. Oh, we're discovering things about a 36-year-old film. And somehow paying tribute to James Bond at the same time. <laughs> Um, we then we we've got the
0: sequence then when when Daniel comes back to Miyagi's house and finds Miyagi drunk. Miyagi's obviously it's the anniversary um, of him finding out that his wife and son had died. He was you know we learn a little bit about um, sort of his backstory there where he's, he's drunk and he's telling Daniel about how um, he went off to war and his and his wife pregnant wife was taken to internment camp
1: and it's yeah it's like one of those nasty bits of like sort of american history that at the time i didn't know about i gotta be honest and it's not something you hear people talk about a lot we're finding out in a very you know it, it doesn't feel like this exposition being dumped
0: what we're getting is a natural as the relationship is formed flowered between those two when we're am getting this big
1: you would almost gonna reveal a, yeah.
0: vulnerability of Miyagi. this person who's stoic who, who doesn't you know is he's, he's let a few laughs out you've seen that side of his, his thing but actually what we're now finding out is there's huge tragedy behind him there's a reason why he lives on his own there's a reason why he is this lonely person obviously his wife died sort of 40 years ago with his child and he hasn't married he hasn't settled with anybody else
1: no like you're saying it's almost like a sort of conflict of like the sort of American dream if you like, isn't it? It's like he's come to this country, you know he's fought for this country he's you know he's lost he's lost a wife and you know a sort of unborn child as well to you know for this country, and yet he's still getting shit from rednecks when you were putting beer bottles on his truck, yeah you know yeah, he's you know he's the sort of epitome of the american dream really isn't he he's arrived with yeah. nothing he's he's built everything with his own hands he's earned every pet you know every penny through sort of blood sweat and tears and you know then he is alone sort of having to reminisce about things and like it's yeah. it's probably the only time you see miyagi drop his guard isn't it yeah
0: definitely definitely you sort of
1: get the impression he probably does that you know every year he gets drunk and has a cry and the rest of the year he pulls himself back together you know
0: Yeah, that's it. That's that's his release, isn't it? It's the anniversary, and that's that's it. And and it's all in one night, and he wasn't expecting Daniel to see it. So it's kind of, you know, and Daniel puts him to bed, and and there's a real, you know, you can see there's a real bond, there's a real affection, and all of a sudden, you know, Daniel is... We're we're in this
1: together now. They're looking after each other, aren't they?
0: So then, next sequence then, we've got, um, um, it's Daniel's birthday. Daniel turns 16. He wants to spend his birthday with Miyagi with before he does his mum. It's just,
1: uh, this is a great party. <laughs> it's a great party. Just turn up to the old dude's house. He's made a cake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, as, you know, he gets given the best birthday present that, that I'm sure we all would have liked when we were 16.
1: Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Because he gives him present number one. And like you say, it's the karate gear, isn't it? And you get a yeah. He yeah. looks at the insignia on the back of the gear and it's, you know, he knows his wife made it and stuff like that. Yeah. It's, it's like a beautiful, sort of like almost sort of touching, like that's the nicest thing that, that Miyagi could give him and like you say, then being completely like <laughs> materialistic, he gives him a fucking gives him a fucking cool car then, not he? Yeah, it's the eighties. It's the eighties, isn't it? <laughs> but but yeah. I always there was always even as a kid, there was always a part
0: of me that when he said you know, you choose, choose one. and Daniel walks up to the yellow car, I always wanted me argue to go, not that
1: one. <laughs> well, there was a blue one there as well, I was wavering between the <laughs> yeah. two, but if you yeah. notice as well, because I say, when he jumps into the car, because he, he does the sort of faux, oh, I couldn't, and then, okay, well, if you're sure. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, twisted it. my arm. And then the keys are already in there, aren't they? And yeah, the, and the, yeah, he with knew the, straight with the away. Aggie's yeah. dog tags, so he knew which one he was taking, he thought yeah. that's... He said, That's all right that's gonna fucking all leak out when I that's the mileage on that is shot a bit, so <laughs> I'll keep the truck. <laughs> but then of course then he goes he goes looking for um
0: he goes looking for Ali then does he and, and He
1: says I've gotta go well I, I forgot about because he's had this beautiful party, he's been given this wonderful cake, he's been given this lovely sort of memento of, uh, his, of his dead wife, you know, and stuff like that. And then he's been given a car and he's like, Oh shit, I gotta go, I gotta go see my mum. Yeah, yeah. And he doesn't he's not going to see his mum at all. He's going to see he's Ali. off stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she sat at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, she's probably she's probably reserved him a table at the restaurant she's working in by the, by the window to look at like the... Lucille, we're going to have to move <laughs> yeah. that table in a minute. your dunny kids not coming. <laughs> but yeah. Do, oh. So is he just like literally he's just got the card and everything off me and he's like, "How can I get out of this and impress that Ali girl? I got to go see my mum." <laughs> <laughs> Typical kid. <laughs> Typical
0: kid. Um, so yeah, so he ends up, he goes, he goes over there then, and he's kind of, he finds where they are, and this is again where golf and stuff again. And he's super friendly. Friends are really kind of not particularly welcoming or warm to him in the in the gun arcade game, and he don't shoot, don't shoot, and he tries to kind of ingratiate himself in there as if he's kind of. I think he think you know, yeah, if he
1: turns up and you know makes a couple of jokes, and everything will be all right. Like
0: everything will be all right. Yeah. So um, he obviously gets the. Uh, he gets the true the true account of what happened from, from her friend. And then Well he um, guess
1: he gets the one bitchy friend and the one that'll speak to him. Because <laughs> yes, the, other, right, the yeah. other girl's like, so fuck you <laughs> Yeah. She'll be like that throughout.
0: She didn't like him from the outset, did So then he chases after her, doesn't he? And and, and, and wins her round with by calling her slugger and having a bit of a chat with her. And then there is possibly the most cringeworthy kiss. Yeah ever, ever ever committed to screen where he pretty much swallows
1: her entire face is it the most awkward kiss ever committed to screen or is it your first teenage kiss maybe maybe i like to think that they told them to act really awkward but i think they just did it really awkward to be honest <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that's what it was yeah. i think that's what it was so they then
0: they then make up and we're into it we're in the final furlong then
1: literally it, it jumps from that to sort of like well it's you know it's christmas now and i gotta go on a fight and she's like well yeah. I'm, I'm i'm in your cheering section yeah and they get it and instantly as well freddie and the guy are back as well Yeah, 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 they're 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 back then. Free tickets, yeah, I'll come watch you, mate. (laughs) Sorry about the last couple of months. So I meant to say after that, beat you all right, you (laughs) were. This speaks a person who's had to give free tickets out for fights a few
2: times. I tell you,
1: it never is more popular than when you got tickets for a fight. I'm on the end Don't worry about me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so we go. We,
0: we're at the desk, and we're at the desk with uh, with Miyagi, and he, he spots the black belt and steals it from um, the referee's bag. Yeah, I think
1: it is from Pat Johnson's bag, isn't it? Well, he's written, it is, uh, yeah. yeah.
0: And then we've got a classic bit of um, of. uh
1: how, well. how, how
0: does this work? <laughs> don't know. First time. Shit. <laughs>
1: <Yeah. laughs> and all of a sudden, then Daniel already nervous. But Ali seems to know, and I, that does make sense because she's been with Johnny for a year or two. The odds yeah. are that this time last year, she was in the cheering section for Johnny, wasn't she?
0: Definitely, definitely. Um, so we they, they have a classic foil to allow Ali at, at uh, ringside. Um, she's this. That's you, right, yeah. me of an uncle he had back in Tokyo. Yeah, she's
1: the interpreter. Yeah. She's
0: the interpreter. But then we're in, there, aren't we? And it's kind of this sequence now from obviously uh, the early rounds of the tournament. Well, it's, it's just brilliant. It's just fantastic.
1: I think there's a, there's a running theme with eighties films, and that's a good fucking montage. And this this yeah, yeah. Whilst it doesn't have whilst the training montages perhaps don't have the same impact as certain other films, this scene where you can go through a whole karate tournament and have it broken down into the what the three minutes and twenty five seconds of me and Joe Espetito's you're the best around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, like, but we start off, don't we? What? We start off with in the changing room, are not we? We're in the changing oh, room. Right. Yeah, because um, that's when you get. Um, Oh, it's a Dutch, isn't it? it who's uh, Dutch, yeah? Chad McQueen, isn't it? Steve McQueen's son, yeah, yeah, yeah. Little known fact, Rich, you wouldn't know this because you don't watch Bruce Lee films. Uh, <laughs> Steve McQueen was quite a he was Chad McQueen was actually the only one that could do any form of martial arts, and the reason for that was that Steve McQueen used to train with Bruce Lee. all oh, right right, okay, yeah, so um, yeah, because it was back. And who's, who's Bruce Lee again? Um. Uh, t- <laughs> You're about to find out the marvels of Bruce Lee, mate. Yeah, but basically, I say has alluded to him once upon a time in Hollywood uh, when Bruce Lee was over here, uh, over in America doing the Green Hornet, and then in between that, he was training like James Colburn and uh, Steve McQueen. He teach him karate. yeah. And I think Chad McQueen was the only one who had any martial arts sort of background, and that would have been you know through his dad's sort of interest.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, in that moment, Dan. I mean, Daniel is is. There's, there's no cockiness with Daniel now. he is vulnerable. You know, he's he's kind of they've walked in and he, you know, he's prepared to go for it. He's prepared to, to to go, but he's kind of he's very much on the back foot, isn't he? And, and Dutch shit's just got real, haven't <laughs> it? Oh, massively. Yeah. Dutch is, you know, it's, it's surprising they don't make more of Dutch because arguably Dutch is more intimidating than Johnny.
1: Yeah, Dutch looks like the one that would fuck you up, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. So he looks yeah. like the one that would. Oh, he's carrying. He's definitely carrying, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I, <he's, laughs> Without he's, a doubt. He is. He's a big man. Like he's he's a thick set chap let's put it that way yeah, he looks like he looks like you're wack but what I didn't yeah. realise as well is um, to sort of get around this because obviously you've got to have like, hundreds of extras and stuff like that they actually staged a karate tournament 200 odd competitors or so, turned up the same yeah. path, you know, which is great didn't it alright yeah it's like that sort of kumite type thing isn't it, where they've got a big sort of scoreboard behind which has yeah. somehow got Daniel LaRusso's name and <laughs> Miyagi-Do emblem on it <laughs> yeah, yeah, where's that come from? I don't know where that's come from but there we are <laughs> But like you say, you've got the best around as well, which is I think you've got a little bit of background, there, haven't you? Yeah, Joe Esposito was
0: one of the uh, one of the Memphis Mafia, which were the which was the name given to uh, Elvis Presley's sort of team of bodyguards. But yeah, it's it's one of those things that like that song. You know, it was written. Obviously, it was initially written for for Rocky III, wasn't it? Yeah. And it was, um, and it was turned away. um, uh, Stallone wasn't happy with it and went with um, *Eye of the Tiger*. I can't see it fitting, and and it's probably because it's obviously we're so you know *Eye of the Tiger* is so synonymous with with Rocky. I mean, you know. there's a, there's a lot of people who, who don't realise that they wouldn't realise that, that it's Rocky Three is the first time we hear Eye of the Tiger. People always think that it was yeah you, it was the original kind of thing yeah
1: people call it the Rocky tune don't they? But like you say you're into, yeah, the, yeah. You're into the third movie before you get you know before you get whiff of before it. you get
0: that. Whilst you you can't imagine uh, sort of any other sort of any other song with that. This is ideal. The, the the choices that were made to not include that in Rocky and include it in this seem perfect
1: it makes sense because there's one line there where this is about history repeating itself and stuff like that Yeah, and it's like that would make sense for him coming back and fighting clever you know it's like you know history repeats yeah, yeah, itself yeah. and stuff like that whereas with Daniel no the history's not repeating itself it's the first time he's ever had a fight you know yeah, exactly, <laughs> so it, yeah. it does make sense Yeah. often with these films that carry a huge nostalgia factor I mean I,
0: I often say it on this podcast because we talk about so many films that are sort of so dear to me, but it is another one of these films that pretty much, I mean, if it's the first 10 minutes and it, and it's on, I might know what's the end of it, but I can guarantee you, no matter what time of night it is, if I catch just, you know, if it's on and, and I just catch That's the see,
1: yeah. like I'm watching it, watching it all. And do you know the best part is obviously like when this is all edited and put together, our good friend Sky Winfield will probably put the song in now to just play a little clip of it. You may well do, yeah, and and you, you may well do. Do you know the best part about the best around if what? Sky hears it, he gets stuck in his head for about 40 hours. <laughs> 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 there are worse songs. There are worse songs. It's great. It's, it's just kind of, you know, it, it.
0: we've got this real kind of, you know, Daniel is clearly completely out of his depth. Completely out of his depth. And he really, you know, he, he gets... He gets through the various different fights and all the time we see the the Cobra Kai.
1: The first fight he has, I mean, he literally runs off the map three times, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, he's got, I mean, at that moment, he's got no business being in that tournament, does he? He has no business being in that tournament at all.
1: It's kind of surprising he makes it to the final, let's be honest. But then you say, you so Miyagi sort of breaks him down and says, look, breathe, focus, you know what to do now. And it's almost that sort of um, muscle memory reaction. I think the first fight he has, he's like... I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do He's in panic, but when he settles, settles down, it's almost the you know to cope, Bruce Lee. It's like flowing like water. You know, everything is he's countering without knowing he's doing it. You know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Definitely. So then we make it through to the semi final, and um,
1: obviously um, he's beat one of he's beat one or two of the Cobra Kai, hasn't he? he's be- and
0: and and for the first time, Crease is thinking uh, he's a threat. Yeah, and he obviously says to. Uh, He says to to Bobby,
1: doesn't he? Put him out of commission. It always struck me as a strange thing because I thought the whole point was Johnny's picking on him, so obviously he wanted him to fight Johnny at some stage. Johnny wanted to fight him, so you'd have thought Crease would have wanted him to get through, but no, I think it's. But then it's ego, then, isn't it? It's it's
0: become it's become more than that now, isn't it? At this point, Crease is thinking, "I'm not having." This this, so, this
1: shitty little kid who's just walking off the street, taking on my guys, like yeah,
0: yeah, it's massive. So now it's a case of you know, I'm, I'm not interested now. Cobra Kai are going. to... Johnny's going to win, but Cobra Kai are going to win. Cobra Kai are not losing to this person. Yeah,
1: because I'm right, thinking Johnny's a returning champion, isn't he? I think he's won last. He's a returning yeah, champion. Yeah. yeah,
0: you know, and and again we see that thing with 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 Bobby. You know, he doesn't again the conscience pricks. He doesn't want well, to do it. We get
1: again, you know, another famous line that you know at any time if you say to someone what's he time to do Rich time
2: out time out what do your sensei turn kneel it's Johnny you're a creeper. sweep the leg you have a problem with that no sensei no mercy And do, do you know,
1: alright, that is one of the best ways of diffusing a fight, anyway. If if uh, this is my advice to anyone, right? Don't get involved if you see trouble in the streets. But if you see just two guys just squaring up at each other, just walk past, just nonchalantly say, sweep the leg. <laughs> 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 totally diffuses it. Everyone laughs laugh. They'll be reminiscing about Karate Kid and recommending this podcast to each other. They will. They will. <laughs>
0: So yeah, so sweep the leg, and of course, then he he does, doesn't he? And he
1: um. Well, he, well, Bobby doesn't can, want to do it, does he? That's the. That's no, he doesn't want to do it. And at all. I can say that you first sort of, you know, he says, well, you know, that I'll get disqualified, and this, you know, and this. And I just, no, no, do it like you know.
0: Yeah. And it's that thing of, and, and, and at that moment as well, that Bobby realises Kreese's vision is that Cobra are going to win and Johnny's going to win, and nobody is more important than Johnny winning that title.
1: Well, I was going to say, it's really telling there, because the minute he does it and then Daniel goes down, Bobby runs over to him and he's like, I'm so sorry, Daniel, I'm so sorry. Yeah, and it's yeah. like as if he's perhaps the one sort of member of the Cobra that kind of perhaps has been more open about his doubts. But I think it starts the ball rolling for all of them.
0: It definitely does. And they think that, you know, they, they, they see how fixated Kreese is on beating Daniel. Victory, at all and
1: counts, like an edge. Yeah. All, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because then, of course, then Daniel goes off, doesn't he? Well, that's the end, really. Like so you get that great sort of exposition dumped on you, where they say, "Well, Daniel's got Daniel Luiso has fifteen minutes to come back to the match. Yeah. Otherwise, Johnny, the returning champion, will be crowned automatically."
0: Yeah, and, and we've got. Uh, yeah, this is this is where Miyagi does his um, his bit of magic.
1: Yeah, which my son still thinks works because from <laughs> the age of five, every time he's fallen over, I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> <That's it. laughs>
0: I've tried it. It doesn't work for me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so then we have that thing, don't we? We've got, um, you know, Daniel LaRusso's going to fight. Out he comes.
1: Yeah, and this is the thing as well. This is the thing. It seems strange that, you know, Chris has told him to sweep the leg because he says to him, doesn't he, like, you know, do this slowly, take him down, you know, one point at a time yeah. and stuff like that, like, you know? Because yeah. you kind of get the impression Johnny could have just won that fight straight off, couldn't he? Oh, without a doubt. Without a shadow of a doubt. And I've got to be honest, like you say, I know, like, the vast which, like I say, about McQueen's uh, boy, that they were all sort of martial arts novice. Johnny boy Boyle comes like, at a high school wrestling, uh, Billy Zaber that was those. he had a high school wrestling sort of championship. That's or right. Sort of. Yeah, yeah. And you can tell he's got that natural sort of athletic prowess about him. Yeah. Some of the kicks that so he's he actually looks as if he could, you know, be a serious sort not a serious martial artist, but someone who's done, you know, a good few years of martial arts. Yeah, he's,
0: he's, he knows how to sort of hold himself and carry himself,
1: yeah, doesn't he? Yeah. Whereas Daniel just looks a bit. <laughs> like I say he has no business being in that tournament This one bit when he scores with a counterpunch and the camera it's like a real sort of quick cut as he scores with a counterpunch and I'm pretty sure he rolled his wrist as he did it <laughs> and I noticed that about, sort of, it must have been about 10 years ago and every time I watch it I'm like that's it that's it have You because yeah. he scores and he does a counterpunch and you just sit, you wince as he does it and the camera cuts to the next scene so I'm pretty sure he oversprained sprained off Ratchet his wrist hitting, <laughs> hitting Johnny at that time oh dear
0: Obviously, we have the, the announcement of... Sunday. But We've got Miyagi Do. Do you remember we've got that Miyagi Do, haven't we? Where, where the announcer was calling it Miyagi Do, and yes, whereas yeah. Daniel had called him Miyagi a couple of times and he corrected him. Now he's, you know, it's kind of that it's just that little sort of nod, isn't it? The recognition, yeah. you know, he's, he's it is, you know, we're not making the mistake, it's Miyagi Do. Yes, yeah, it's his, and it's then, his sensei you know,
1: now, and it? it means it means doing something now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They go point for point, don't they? And uh, but as you say, I think um, Daniel's definitely got a bit of luck on his side there, to be honest.
1: Well I was gonna say that's and then they say you get he manages the bloody t- Johnny's nose and again we get the sort of sweep the leg thing again, don't we? And it's like yeah, some, we do, yeah. Sensei I'll be disqualified, no you won't, they'll just take a point off you, don't worry about it. You know, finish yeah. finish him in all counts now, no mercy. Do you have a problem? Yeah. And it's that real sort of that sad part is I always for the life of me, I always thought it was the sort of bully thing that Johnny was a bit you know, the big bully, someone had stood up and punched him on the nose and he was sort of crying, sort of water fell into his eyes because he'd been punched on the nose and it's only now like I've realised it's not, he's almost upset that he's, he's sort of begging for approval from crease isn't he? Yes. He's like, I, I can win, you know, I can win this properly and he's like, no, I don't take no chances, take him out now. Yeah.
0: But this is it and this, this and this is the thing, isn't it? This is, what we later find out in, in one of the lesser sequels. It's the beginning of the end for Kreese, isn't it? Because these all these people that are indoctrinated by him, his true colours have been seen now. Finally, you've yeah. got someone who's come along and they've not dominated. Where they've always seen, okay, his method of karate being sort of very aggressive, very offensive. Now, it's kind of win at all costs, not... There's no there's no yeah. mantra about this. There's no kind of you you're not you're not painting this into some kind of karate ment- uh, karate mantra. You know you're you're gonna you're gonna put you. It's not sport. You're gonna hurt him.
1: Yeah, I think it's probably you know in certain circles and it, you know the karate fraternity. They say perhaps other clubs know he's a bit of an arsehole, but they yeah. they they can't really argue with success. Yeah, and like you know, if, if his students are winning year and year out, they're probably well. You know, I wouldn't teach my students like that, but you can't argue that he, you know, he's constantly winning. Like you know, yeah, yeah. But like you say he's, sh- he's showing his true colours a bit now, doesn't he? Yeah,
0: massively, and because he, he's losing control, isn't he? He's losing control of it, and it's kind of you know, it's, it's a last ditch attempt to, it's a last ditch attempt to cling on to power, isn't it? Yeah. That's unusual in the, in the current climate, but there we are. <laughs> <laughs> we've got. We so should,
1: then we should time date this before we say. You never know. Like, <laughs> I know, there, I know. There might be an appeal on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Set up then for uh, for the uh, for the final the, the final moment. And I know it's become it's become part of the law of it, has not it? It's become part of the, the the parody. I mean, this is where we do have the put him in a body bag. We've yeah. had this bit of, you know we've had uh, Bobby shouting. Um Tommy Tommy, tried too. Put him in a body body bag. So you okay? Can you go on? Get of a body bag!
2: Yeah!
0: (laughs) Alright, this this, with with the kick now with obviously the crane technique. You know, how did he win with this? Well, yeah It's a clear kick to the face. It's a kick to the face with 662 that you can't do. They 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 even make a point earlier on of saying, you know, they they, they, they explain the rules to Daniel, where you can hit and where you can't, where
1: you got contact, and he kicks him in it's the face. It's clearly to the face, yeah. And like you say, it was just like one of those things, I'm so glad they addressed it in Cobra Kai, because... I know, I think that was the only way you could deal with this later on. The bizarre thing is, it was like as if nobody noticed for about 20 years that that was the legal move. And then whoever it was, like, you know, Joe Schmoe said it on the internet and everyone went, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I never once thought of that until it was, you know, until it became this sort of like just spread across the world. within like sort of two yeah, minutes. Yeah. Everyone went, yeah, it was illegal, wasn't legal, was it? <laughs> yeah, we just we just accepted
0: Jimmy yeah. because it was that hero moment, and you know, Johnny accepted it at the time, and and then all of a sudden, then you've got that kind of redemption in Johnny where he wants to hand the trophy over. You know, yeah, and that's, and that's nice. I always
1: thought that was a nice thing because he, he goes over and he gives the trophy to him. He says, "You're all right, Lou." So yeah, you know, and it's like straight away that little bit of redemption for Johnny. Straight away, you it a... definitely.
0: That's the end of the film. You know, this this obviously the end, the end of the tournament. We, did, know, it, miss, we did it, we did it, Mister
1: Miyagi. We did it. We
0: did. Yeah, and then you've got Miyagi looking at the camera, nodding, and and, and everything is great. And then you've got that awesome power ballad then coming out of the <laughs> and it, and you just think. When, when we talked before, you know, it is self-contained, isn't it? That that's the end of the story. The,
1: you know, and it's gonna see it, it ends like all the other films in the series end, unfortunately. With you know, it actually says the end. Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah it no, does. You know, when you think when you think with Avilson, I mean, all right, he did, he did Rocky, and he didn't come back until Rocky Five, but I think that's got a lot more to do with Stallone 1 in control. Yes, I think. Yeah. If if Stallone had said that he didn't want to direct Rocky two or three or four for that matter, I think Alverson would have come back at any stage. Oh, we'd like to. And it seems quite strange that Alverson got his new sort of like vehicle, if you like, and then put a definitive end to it. And, you know, mm. literally going as far as to put the end.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, clearly they they were they didn't have their eye on it for, I mean, now, nowadays, you know, it would have been. They, oh, they'd three films, a three we, film deal. We'd have had a but. shared universe. <laughs> yeah, we but did. it was only ten days after, rele- after release that they started to work on Karate Two. So the test screenings and everything must have been really sort of going well for them to grant that. You know,
1: so soon after release. I didn't realize it exactly, was well, they actually started filming or they started prepping for filming. It, it was. It was. It went into production ten days after release. Jesus, I did not realize that. So that's. I mean, that's wild. Now, the second one. And we're not going to you know, devote a lot of time to the sequels, obviously, because majority of the time will be pointing out flaws. The second yeah. one was. I clearly remember going to the cinema to see the second one, and that's. Right. That's why I always assumed it was a year because you know films didn't come out on video in a matter of months back in those days. No, no. So it, I would have imagined it would have been at least sort of 12, 18 months afterwards. That I saw it on video. Yeah, but I can remember being genuinely excited to go and watch Karate Kid Two in a cinema.
0: I, I, it, was, it was video again for me um, that I that I, that I saw Karate Kid Two. One thing that I really liked about it was that it picked up
1: straight after. It's almost like a sort of continuation. Well, you know, the the opening scene. I've often thought was was that was that a deleted scene from the first film.
0: Well, it was it was in the script. It was in the script, and it was in the original story. But it, but an urban myth that it was filmed at the time, but it wasn't. It was it was filmed as part of. They
1: did actually come back then. So when you yeah go they got everyone back? back to do it. Wow. And and
0: there was and and the, the only reason why there was a third film was because the and um, Cayman and all they couldn't they couldn't agree as to what would be the best story to tell because they wanted they wanted Kreese's revenge, but they also wanted to delve. Uh, you know, there was a lot of interest in, in Miyagi's story and they wanted to delve into that, but they couldn't do the two in the same film. So it was kind of, right, well, we'll do Miyagi's first and then we'll come back and do Crease's. And, and so obviously that's the way that they went with it.
1: Well, I, I, I always just sort of anticipated the fact that, you know, like you say, going back to Okinawa and going to Miyagi's sort of backstory would be a natural progression. Going on to Karate Kid 3 with Crease's Revenge is always a bit, well, do we really need to see that? Well, we didn't, did we, and that was the thing, and, and, and I think... We, we dealt with it, haven't we, you know, it's like, he'd he come a cropper in the first film, essentially, yeah. and then you see you get that lovely little payoff in the second film, where he, you know, makes his knuckles bleed, yeah. <laughs> by sort of sidestepping him and letting him punch through car windows, and you see that sort of great thing of, no mercy, you know, and he does the speech to him, doesn't he, because, you know, yeah, yeah, we do yeah. not weak, mercy is for the weak, and then, the little honk on the nose, and it was like, that's, yeah. that's all you wanted to see a crease after that, that was it, job done. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's ridiculed him. He's completely ridiculed him, and that, and that would be the end of him, wouldn't it. that would be the end of it. The sequel was almost inevitable, wasn't it? Obviously, it was. It was kind of like that. And and Karate Kid Part Two, the, the, the de- it definitely has some merit. There's definitely some the, there's definitely some elements. You know, it, it obviously it, it's kind of following the same pattern. It I, th- is I was going to the... say, I
1: think if you look at the law of sort of diminishing returns, then the, these films are a clear indication of each film each preceding film dropping down a mark if you like, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, without a doubt.
0: You know, if 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 Karate Kid wasn't
1: the ending, then Karate Kid Part Two should have Was, been the ending. And again right. ends with the end you yeah, so yeah, yeah. get a title card so you the end it's like yeah. what definitely, well, this, definitely this time <laughs>
0: well they've chucked it in now haven't they but it Karate Kid it was Karate Kid it was the Karate Kid then it was the Karate Kid Part 2 and then it was the Karate Kid 3 Yeah. but now they've renamed it haven't they they've done, it, they've done an Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark with it they've They've changed it to the Karate Kid Part 3 oh it um, Yeah, yeah it was always just Karate Kid 3 I just thought it was Karate um, Kid 3 yeah it was around around the time that I must have had the video of Karate Kid two because I remember we had I remember having the action figures I can remember having a a Daniel and a Miyagi action figure and
1: the, the Hornby ones weren't they? for some reason Hornby used to make figures was a Hornby was it yeah I'm pretty sure um, it was Hornby yeah I can remember I I was I say when I, what am I about three four years older than you aren't I yeah yeah so I think by that stage I'd sort of gone past the toy stage but I can remember seeing them advertised you know.
0: Yeah well it was that they, they had the the spring loaded arms so they came down with the karate chop and broke the kind of the ice that's true. I, that's I remember it's associated with karate kid 2 because you had a block of wood but you also had the block of the block of ice because obviously there's the scene in karate kid 2 when he's in the club and he puts his he puts it through 10 pieces of ice doesn't he I think and, uh, and bets on yeah him. I was
1: going to say because they use the sort of breathing technique they to focus and that comes back in the sort of cobra kite as well they, they, they sort of they use that move again but Karate mm. Kid 2 for me, like you say, yeah, it's, it's an interesting idea. For some reason, it, like you say, the opening scene where you've just got like, well, you know, Ali's just run off with a football player now. Yeah. Well, it's almost the reverse Back to the Future, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Elizabeth Shue got the benefit of the he it Back to the yeah, Future. Yeah. But with this one, she just gets shit on, doesn't she? Well, she chose not to go back. Oh, Because right. she was studying in Harvard. Yeah, so she chose
0: not to go back and of course then it opens up
1: well I was going to say it, I always just assumed they had to give rid of the Ali character just because they had to give Daniel a new love interest when he went to Okinawa
0: yeah exactly so um, e-
1: either way their relationship was doomed and Karate Kid 1 was actually a complete waste of time regardless of which <laughs> <it> way you <laughs> look at it it should never have happened it, it, <laughs> <laughs> it
0: was never meant to be you know I don't I don't I mean we the episode's about Karate Kid isn't it we don't you know I, I think you know acknowledgement is enough that the Karate Kid yeah. 2 and then the Karate Kid 3 exists I mean by the time we, Karate Kid 2 I can say there's some, there's some there are some nice
1: elements it's it, it they sort of jump the shark a little bit with... I mean, I like the fact that when he has the fight at the end, he goes to do the crane kick, and the kid just sort of brushes him aside and punches him in the mouth. Yeah. Because, you know, like you say, in the street, that's not going to work, is it? But no. they sort of, like, they shit the bed a little bit with the sort of drum technique. I never the mean... The drum, yeah. You know, it looks cool, the, all the gang, you know, all the crowds down there and sort of beat the drums. I'm only glad they all brought their drums, to be honest. Well, because... it's quite lucky. It's quite lucky <laughs> that they all had their drums.
2: But the actual
1: move itself—I mean, the sort of formula with any sort of fight film—if it's like a sort of like a kung fu or a martial arts film it's usually some sort of patented move that no one else knows, isn't it? Yeah. You know, and like you say, if you go down the road with like the Rocky fights, you know, like you know, the first one is his sort of strength and guile, isn't it? The second one is he switches back to orthodox from southpaw. You know, the third—the third one is he learns to dance, so you know, on his on his toes like Creed, you know, and and so on. Mm. The fourth one—I don't know what the point (laughs) was—but I'm going to stop now. <laughs> but that's the thing, it always has to have a little payoff. That there's always something with that yeah. type of film where someone's shown a technique or a move that no one else knows, and right at the last minute, you pull it out of the bag and you win the fight with that. But there's something in the execution of it. I still don't understand what it is. It seems to be you block from side to side, but at the end, he sort of just like wails like King Kong hitting him with the inside of his forearms and this guy just stands in and bounces his head from side to side
0: yeah but then even then the the, the way that it's shot it's it's kind of like they're trying to show as little of daniel as possible to make it seem as though you know the violence is happening almost off camera
1: well i think they were stuck in a very sort of hard sort of situation where they were making a sort of like a pg or a family film if you like but they wanted to also sort of put in the fact that there was more danger I mean even Miyagi says to him before he goes on that little island, and you know the little island in the centre of the town this mm. isn't this a tournament no you know you're fighting for your life you know type yeah, thing yeah. yeah good mentor <laughs> yeah, exactly they all seem to accept that without much argument don't they you know literally before they go Biagi's on the phone to his mum saying oh it's alright you stay there with Uncle Louie I'll look after him <laughs> you know next thing you know yeah. the, the guy's making him into a fucking kebab with a spear <laughs> in the middle of an but that doesn't matter <laughs> well you know if you're sure Dan you're going to have a fight on my behalf go on <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that tournament you win. Oh, pay back bitch <laughs> for <laughs> that crane kick I showed you <laughs> it ain't gonna work <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like I say I think they were stuck in a very sort of, they probably would have been better off going with Creasy's Revenge if, mm. and making the sort of standard 80s sequel which is the same film being redone again Yeah. but then they sort of shit the bed with Karate Kid 2 and put all the eggs in one basket if you like and then by like the time we get to Karate Kid 3 it seems a bit strange that Kreese needs revenge. It just and then you get a sort of Terry Silver. It turns out the Cobra, yeah. Cobra Kai doesn't belong to Kreese. It's funded by Terry Silver, who's yeah, he owes him a life debt or something yeah, he he me, saved, from, from was, Vietnam. And... No, that's Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he saved his life. But, he saved his life in Vietnam or something. But there's now become. An industrial, you know, mogul, and multi-millionaire, but is really, yeah, in- I... but is really interested in the fact that the twelve-foot store karate, karate <laughs> studio might be closing down.
0: <laughs> yeah. By the time it gets to Karate Kid three, you know my, my memory of Karate Kid three, and I have I, I have seen it again if they're on on TV or whatever. And I'm pottering around. Apart from in order to do this episode, I haven't sat down and watched Karate Kid three for many years. But
1: I've caught bits yeah. of it. I think the same. Uh, th- over the years, I think the same with me. I think over the years on Sunday afternoons or Christmas holidays or whatever, it all seems to be on for some reason. Yeah. Um, you know, I've sort of caught the bit where he's like punching the boards in the studio, or I've caught the last tournament fight or whatever. Yeah. But I've never sat I... down and watched it properly, and you know, for at least 15 years. And it was like you say, when we, when you suggested doing this, I thought, right, right, I'll go give it a go. It wasn't actually as bad as I remembered. I think I'd written it off as a lot... That's not to say it's a good film, don't get me wrong. No. But I think I'd written it off as a much worse film than it actually was. You know, I wasn't chewing the sofa watching it, but mm. it's not a very good... And like you say, the story makes no sense at all.
0: It's just rubbish. It's, it's like... For me, I was the other way. I I remembered it more fondly. I remember thinking, you know, I I can remember. We used to, when I was a kid, we used to have uh, the TV magazine. The TV listeners magazine was the TV Times. And um, we used to to have that. And they'd have a film, little reviews of the films that were going to be shown that weekend. And for some reason, it stuck in my mind from when I recorded that film. It was obviously, they obviously saved the the little synopsis each time the film was shown. shown. And there would be, even the continuity announcer, because I had it on VHS recorded off the telly. I remember the continuity announcer. Commenting on the fact that Ralph Macchio was clearly put on weight since the last <laughs> film, right? You'd, it would never happen these days, but I can remember that being something that they felt the need to comment upon. But in my mind, the film was
1: a lot better than what it actually was, and I remembered it far
0: more fondly. And there was some.
1: I think you. Would, I think you. I think you had the benefit there of being a bit younger, because like I say, by the time I got to that stage. It was almost like, yeah, this is shit, and I'm not really going to give it my attention. But I think if I if I'd been three or four years younger watching it, I think i would have been more just a oh, it's another Karate Kid film, cool, yeah. and you know, yeah. like I said, I can remember I absolutely adored Karate Kid too when I went to the cinema. To see it. I thought it was a fantastic yeah, yeah. film, and it's yeah. only you say when you go back and revisit it, you think it's lost. But, I mean, it's I... lost. Whatever the light in the bottle was of the first one, it had lost it. Whether it needed the Johnny character there or someone like that because they try and do it with like I think it's Mike Baker or something they bring in don't they yeah he's like the bad boy of karate and it's almost as if the casting call went out and they went we will this that and then Billy Zabba turned up and said well I can do it not you you again but someone who looks like (laughs) someone who sort of looks like you you know, and they sort of went to a shopping mall and just looked for some guy who just looked like him. <laughs>
0: you know, he... You know, we we live we, where we live. It, it's not a big deal. In the eighties, was karate such a big deal? Was with, with with this kid, which is what he is. Have had a double page spread in a magazine about karate's bad boy. You know, you know when 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 you're talking about like this this company of Guy that's folded. You know, is is he is he this bad boy? I don't know. You know, well, it like he's very kind. He of... sort of
1: hunts him out from another dojo, doesn't he? So he does, yeah, he does. So and, when you th- and... when you think this has happened, this is like it's like twelve months to the day, isn't it? Yeah. Somehow this guy has emerged to become karate's bad boy, and he's the champion, that everyone wants to see. In between Daniel winning the title last year, <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: yeah, he's yeah. yeah. and, and and it's All Valley as well, isn't it? It's the All Valley. So he's, he's, I can't remember they said he was from, he wasn't, he wasn't locally. But it's just everything about it, you. you know. I, I didn't buy. I didn't I I didn't not buy it entirely. It sort of worked to an extent that crease was perhaps funded and supported by somebody but what i don't buy is this this guy you know this tycoon this 80s cliche well, he's basically like a slick back oh, like
2: ponytail a bond cigar. like
0: a bond villain didn't yeah. he massively massively you know he's he's got the you know he's got the cordless phone you know, he's kind of like there's there's something about kind of um nuclear waste or something there's this kind of he's you know That's he's like
1: right. yeah he's, he's butler so like he's sort of alfred if you like brings, uh, <laughs> yeah. he brings the uh the portfolio and he's like oh sir you need to say this but i must warn you the environmental agency and he's like damn them they're always doing me <laughs> yeah. they're always doing me for dumping toxic waste hey they're only gonna find me a billion dollars don't matter i got 10 <laughs> it's like no you're gonna jail mate yeah <laughs> you'll yeah. <He'll> go in
0: <laughs> and, and then all the stuff then you know like it's it's just it's just cartoony it it it's really cheesy. It's just It like is really that's... cheesy and, and you know what? I know you can fly in, I know we've said this time and time again with, 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 with these films. There are many times you can watch a film and if you start to pick certain threads, the whole film falls apart. There are so often so many other qualities that prevent you from doing that. With this film, and I'm not saying and I'm not saying for one second that the karate kid is the Empire Strikes Back, but when you're looking at in comparison this is a TV movie. This, this, this for me, feels like it's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's that kind of thing of... like, There's no way that Daniel LaRusso and Miyagi were going to be in the TV series. But what we're going to do, we're going to start off a series and this will be the pilot. And yeah, then almost, in...
1: almost like sort of when well, they did that sort of Highlander spin-off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, ironically, yeah. was better than any of the Highlander sequels, I will say. <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't really speak ill of the Highlander <laughs> TV series. Yeah. Comparison to the Highlander films, bar the first yeah. one in the original, is it's right up there, but uh, yeah, like you say. I don't know if you're talking about that being a TV movie. I mean, Christ, we are going to move on to the next one now, aren't we?
2: Oh,
1: dear God. <laughs> once, I've seen this once. I've no desire to ever watch it again. The next Karate Kid. I will lay my cards on the table. I don't think I'd ever seen the next Karate Kid in its entirety. I, I don't even think I was aware that the film had been made. I think it was literally on TV before I knew it existed. Yeah, and I can remember watching one bit where she had a, an eagle or something. And I can also remember a bit where she was dancing with some monks. Uh, yeah. it was, obviously, it was Hillary, Hillary Swank, wasn't it? Yeah. The other day, I was working on something else. I will be completely honest. So I lay my cards on the table completely. I thought, I don't want to watch the next Karate Kid. But I can't comment on a film that I've possibly seen about 30 minutes of broken up into like two-minute segments over the last 20 years or whatever it's been. Yeah. So I thought, right, I'll just put it on in the background. And For the first five minutes, I did actually give it my full attention, and I will com- p- completely state now: it's the worst film ever made. <laughs> <laughs> and I know people are going to try and trump me with that. T- you know, well, that's the wrong word to use nowadays. It is absolutely terrible. One thing I did notice it was, as much as I say they try and sort of do the, the sort of Johnny clone in the, uh, the third one, mm. they have Michael. I didn't know Michael Ironside's in this film. Is he? Yeah, and he's like the crease character. I don't. It's, I, I, it's so uh, right. Me, it's all gone from my memory. Basically, Miyagi is going to uh, some military service type thing because he's going to get given a medal. He meets the widow of his old army buddy. It turns out that his, his old army buddy was in fact the first person that Miyagi taught karate to. It wasn't right. Danielson. She's now living with a very young Henry <laughs> Swank. Yeah. Uh, who's her granddaughter she lost both her parents in a car crash and she's like the typical angry teenager she's she's like oh, I can't cope with her and stuff like that so the next morning Hilary Swank wakes up and the the mum's, the, the, sorry, the grandmother's left her a note saying I've gone away for a week <laughs> or a couple of weeks <laughs> Mr Miyagi will look after you remember that, guy, that Japanese guy, that guy you met last night and didn't really speak to over dinner he's going to look after you for the next couple of weeks we've, that, we've, 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 we've checked his background he is safe <laughs> He's got form for threatening, (laughs) putting kids in perilous situations in his homeland, (laughs) but he's all right. (laughs) So basically, uh, they have a couple of run-ins, and of course, it's a bit more awkward now because, you know, he sees her in a bra at one stage, he doesn't knock on the door and stuff, and it's it's all hijinks. (laughs) (laughs) And it's the old couple all over again. She's going to some sort of university or college, and it's bizarre because there's like some gang of kids there who are supposed to be on the football team but all look at least 37 Right, who are being sort of trained by uh, Michael Ironside I don't know what the purpose of them being you know in a, a sort of security setting is about but they are the one of them the sort of lead member of this gang of like I suppose the, the Cobra Kai Wannabes keeps coming up to her and sort of hitting on her, but his chat up line is he wants to take her down the docks. All oh, right, and he's like, You're He's like, come, yeah, he's like, he's like, Come on, baby, you know you want to come down the docks with me, and that's that seems to be the thing. And then, like, yeah, every you now and then, she, every now and then, she like punches him in the mouth and runs away. And he's like, I'll get you down the docks one of these days. So, I don't know what the implication is that perhaps he's going to be pimping her out, or something. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. mean. Don't really understand that, but then yeah, she has an argument with Miyagi. She runs out into the streets because you know that's what teenagers do, and a car almost runs her over. And she jumps up in the end. It's, it's like some sort of karate move that she did that her grandfather taught her. Miyagi starts teaching her about that. She's got some sort of kestrel or or, or an eagle of some sort. I but it's that I was working on something else for the side. She, she
0: was a fan of Kez, is what you're saying? Yeah,
1: <laughs> she's keeping that on the roof. She goes back to feed it and one of the guys has hurt the bird or something. I don't wow. fucking by this stage mate, I gotta be honest, I just switched off. It was just terrible. So I did, horrible. I did, I did get to the end, but I I was working on something, but I was only doing like a rough thing and then I thought oh, I'd watch this sort of semi giving my attention. Once we got past the I wanna take you down the docks part, I realised we were never going to find out what was happening down the docks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest with you, my interest had waned. But she has some sort of love interest as well. And again he he looks at least I don't know. He's probably mid forties. Mm. Uh, it's really strange. It's really bizarre. It's a really weird film. But like I say, it's um, you got my guy inside in it, and um, Walter Gargan's as well, who's appeared in a couple of Tarantino films. He's one of the gang as well. It's just horrendous, isn't it? Like I say, that once I've
0: seen it, never again. It's one of those. It's one of those things I have no desire to watch it again. I, I'm not. I, I think Daniel, if I remember right, Daniel is mentioned by way of the fact that he used to live with a boy or something, and
1: that's it. That, that's what it is when he spots it. He walks into a room or something, and she's like, "Oh my god And uh, yeah, he says he used to live with a boy, but uh, yeah. he never never mentions him again at all. You know, because he'd obviously gone off to start his car dealership, but then, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little segue. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah. <laughs>
0: They then tried to relaunch the franchise in 2010 with... Oh, um, of course, yeah. Will,
1: I, about, I actually forgot about this, but go on,
0: yeah. Will Smith got all of the, the the rights to the story, didn't he? And we had um, Jaden Smith. He was... Yeah, so, so we had that. I, again, this is a film I've only seen once. I watched it because it was back in the days that I used to give remakes a chance. I, I hated it.
1: <laughs> for the smallest time, when I was watching the Will Smith version, for the, for the opening sort of 20 minutes or so, I was thinking... I wasn't expecting to enjoy it. I was thinking, "Oh, this is actually all right," mm. and I don't know how much of it was. Just my enjoyment was like trying to match up how they'd redone it. Yeah, do you get what I'm saying? But yeah, it quickly it quickly goes off the ball doesn't it?
0: But I mean, this the one, the one resounding memory I have from it is like we joke about the fact that you know the the kids in the school are all clearly older, not as old as sort of some films where they did it, but they certainly look like older teenagers. My one sort of resounding memory from this is that Jackie Chan beats the shit out of 12-year-olds.
1: I was going to say, they are literally 10 and 12-year-old kids, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Which, like I say, if you wanted to go in that different direction, it, listen, when you've got a film like Karate Kid, I suppose there's one or two ways you can do it. You can either do a shot-for-shot remake, or you can sort of grab onto the essence of it and try and yeah. do your own thing. That works, but then, don't, like you say, don't have Miyagi. And the thing is, when we were watching Mr. Miyagi do it, None of us. Knew, we've all seen Jackie Jam, you know, in, in various roles. We know he can fuck you up. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and he said, like you say, beating up kids. It's really yeah. strange. Yeah, it's bizarre. But he does the Jackie Chan, bit where you, where you find I, I did a, we did mention with Pat Morita that um, he got nominated for an Oscar, didn't he, for Best Support He did. Actor. Yeah, he did. Just and on, that's... Just, just on the back of. I think it was basically on the back of that one scene, wasn't it? Yeah,
0: I feel like and that's like, something that's kind of fallen into myth as well. It's not something that's ever really commented upon.
1: But I will say that bit, the 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 story with Jackie Chan's Miyagi when he's building a car from scratch. I can't remember. remember. Yeah, when he first meets him, instead of him like fixing whatever he's doing, he's building a car from scratch. Mm. His sort of little mini breakdown bit is you realise that that's the car that his wife was in. There was a car crash and his wife and child died. Oh, right. And he builds his car and then smashes it up, right. and then takes it apart and builds it again. And like, there's certain things in our film where you think, "All oh, right, okay, yes, mm. you know, you were trying something different there." But like you yeah. said, it just it just does not work. And the, the elephant in the room as well is that Jackie Chan doesn't know karate; he knows kung fu, yeah, exactly, and teaches him kung <laughs> fu. So the but again, call the film the Kung Fu Kid. They, 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 it didn't need to be, I mean, it was it it inspired it, by The Karate Kid,
0: couldn't the, it? But the, you,
1: this, they, this, is the, this is the thing I always use. Whether you love them or hate them, Fast and Furious films make billions, yeah? yeah? That literally comes from someone going, hey, let's do Point Break The Cars. Yeah, yeah. If you buy the rights to the Karate Kid and you Will Smith, you're not short of a couple of quid. Let's be honest; he was buying that because he, you know, he's, he's looking for the vehicle for his son, money. Yeah, because yeah. it was about the time his daughter suddenly got a recording contract and his son mm-hmm. suddenly started starring in films, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, nothing breeds success like a rich mum and dad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, and they've gone on to do so much since, haven't they? Delight. Again, if you if you bought the rights to the Karate Kid, unless you're going to do the Karate Kid, which at the same. time, his son was blatantly too young to play Daniel Larusso, yeah, wasn't yeah. he? Like you say, just grab the idea of it, you know, take the essence of it, and do your own version of it. No one could sue you because you own the rights to, you know, the kid. You're almost setting yourself up for well, as with most remakes, let's be honest, with most remakes, you're setting yourself up for a fall, aren't you? Because yeah, can, these days, you are.
0: And I don't know whether or not, you know, when when films were being remade in the '80s, and you know, the, we're, we're talking about huge technological leaps and all this sort of stuff. I don't know whether or not fandom being what it is now, there's there's so much more ownership. Um, that that fans feel that they have over properties and I think that you know in the internet age and and with social media and everything like that people's opinions are so much more uh, sort of available and and, and all sort of stuff
1: This is the thing from the 80s onwards like you say people have more ownership over films because Mm. if you grew up in the 60s or 70s and you liked Star Wars you liked Jaws you went to the cinema to watch it Yeah. 12 months later it got re-released you went to watch it again because you loved it yeah. Possibly, like I think with the Star Wars films, they, they sort of came out like, you know, for a third year of running, and you went to watch them again. But like you say, we grew up in a generation where you were lucky enough to have a video shot near you, you'd go and rent it 15 times a year. Yeah, yeah. And at Christmas, you asked for the copy of the, the VHS, didn't you? Yeah. And then you take, you know, oh, you recorded it off the TV or whatever. Like you say, I mean, the amount, I, mean, I, I can remember as a teenager, my, the wall of my bedroom was basically just like movies I taped off TV, you know? Yeah, same here, same here. But like you say, it was the type of thing you were watching it I don't know like three times a week you know you had certain films you fell in love with for a couple of months and perhaps you'd move on to whatever film but then you come back to the Karate Kid or yeah, yeah. whatever it was so you had ownership over that film didn't you?
0: Yeah
1: and I think that's what like you say. That was the beginning of, if you like, fandom, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, and it's the thing, and we've seen it with so many things since then. There's certain characters that, whether successful or not, they're, they're they're much more ripe for remakes and reboots and what have you. Things like Batman and and what have you. But then when you look at things like the Karate Kid, Ghostbusters, other things, there's there's other. It's far harder to do that. But I think with this, if I was a kid who was seeing Will Smith's Karate Kid, I, I would probably love it for 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 what it is. But um, then
1: the flip side of that kind is, like with, I say with my boy, now he's like 14, but I, I think he saw The Karate Kid when he was about sort of 10, but like, you know, by default, because Dad had it on, you know? Yeah, yeah. Type thing. And then when Cobra Kai came out, it sort of inspired his interest again. And obviously yeah. when I knew this was coming up, he'd never seen any of the other films. You know, he sat there this week and watched part two and uh, last week. So he watched part two and part three with me and thoroughly yeah. enjoyed them. But yeah. when we watched the first one, he actually said about ninety percent through the film just before the tournament started. He went, "Fair play, this is a really good film, this is, isn't yeah. it?" You know, and it, you know his his thing of you know it's an old film to him. Yeah, yeah. For me, and, you know, for me and you, we're watching it with like sort of like you know nostalgia, nostalgia. To it. For him, he's watching a film. It's it's the equivalent of us watching an old sort of black and white movie when we were kids. Well, you've—I you,
0: mean—you've made the, the the great segue there, haven't I mean, you? Because bring it, bring it sort of full circle with Cobra Kai, the original Karate Kid. I mean, the, Cobra Kai, what it's done in success for the original franchise is kind of put the nail—final nail in the coffin of the much-mooted Karate Kid two of the reboot. Because yeah. now we've got, you know, with the with the with the series, you know, there was. It's they're all in on the joke, aren't they? They're all in on it. You know we've had the you know we had the the music video, but sort of ten years ago, the Sweep the Leg by No More Kings, which was directed by William Zabka. and it was that thing of the chatter. There was obviously um, playing a parody of himself, wasn't it? In his in his in his camper van with the yeah. Cobra Kai sort of there, and at the end of the music video, it's um, he almost gets run over. Or he gets run over by Daniel driving driving the, the sort of the nice car. So they've kind of like they've I'm I'm sure every couple of years, Ralph Macho was. Approached with we're going to a sequel or we're going to do a TV series and the other.
1: Yeah, it seems quite strange because like Ralph matches has not had like really a sort of sterling career, that, you know, after the Karate Kid franchise. No, is not you? at all. Like, say, even by the time of Karate Kid three, I can remember being sort of slightly jaded. And think, you know, he's only doing this because he's not getting anything else.
0: Yeah, but the thing is, as well, is that the, the, this is the thing. This the, watching it, Ralph Macchio is excellent in the Karate Kid. He is whether it's his personality projected onto it, whether he was really like that. The young, yeah, the young
1: Daniel. He's born to play that role, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, like you, you say, believe when you, that. When you is, looked, they look, they were looking at, say other names they mentioned, like people like Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez were mentioned. Yeah, but yeah. I think, he, I think even Tom Cruise was mooted for You know. After the outsiders, and that, but you can't see anyone else. I mean, he fits the all perfectly. Like, so he's, he's a skinny little rent, you know. And he, yeah. he I think he's 22, 23, playing a sixteen year old, but he looks a sixteen year old, doesn't he? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, and
0: and the attitude, the sarkiness, the cockiness, all the rest of it. He he embodies that whole character. But he, unfortunately, he's a child actor who didn't really translate into being an adult. Well, and
1: I was going to say he's he's one of those he's one of those child actors. That is almost like surreal to look at because when you look at him now, I mean, he still looks very youthful now, doesn't he?
0: He does, yeah. I mean, you'd never believe that he's now six years older than what than what, pa- than what Pat Morita was when he played Miyagi in the
1: first film. But he's got. Uh, let see, some of our international listeners might not get this reference. He's got almost that sort of Cliff Richard sort of quality to him. Yes, yes. Yeah. When, you him, when you look at it, when you look at it, yeah. But when you look at him, you think, "God, you look good for your age." And then when you stop and look at him, you think. You've had a lot of work done there. And it seems like there's a, the crow's feet are a little bit covered up too heavily with the yeah. makeup and stuff, you know. So I think there's a case I, of that. But but I get the impression with uh, with Billy Zab, that this is the role, you know, because he did a, a succession of like B movies and stuff. I never mm-hmm. saw him in anything else afterwards. No, I've got to no, be no. honest. But um, I don't know if you guys watch like um, Red Letter Media and stuff like they do a, a segment called Best of the Worst. And yeah. they'll, they'll do, like, a, like the three worst films they can select off their shelves, off their Wheel, their wheel of misfortune and stuff like that. And there's quite a few of them. Billy Zappa, you know, they're, they're yeah. literally the worst B-movies you can see and they rate, you know, the best and the worst, obviously, as the name says. Mm. And Billy Zabber pops up at a few of them, you know, yeah, quite think, a few. Yeah. Of them. And in the, the 90s, he was doing, like, loads. Of, but I suppose he didn't even have the sort of sequels to cling on to because you'd have thought you would have got a comeback in three, like, you know, but... um. I know that's, that's kind
0: of like they, they clearly just kind of washed the hands of him but I mean not to dwell too much going back to that but three was kind of three was the final nail in the coffin wasn't it It was a very unhappy set John Avelson has since said or, or you know sadly passed away now but he, he was vocal about it quite, quite sort of openly afterwards it was there was, you know, it was a it was a cash grab. It was, yeah, there was no... A
1: bridge too far, really. When it was there was like, a, no yeah. artistic
0: merit in that film at all. And no. Ralph Macchio was not happy on set. There was lots of changes. And again, something that, that I'd only realised in watching it on this occasion and reading up about it. In in my memory, the girl who, who works in the uh, pottery shop, that was his girlfriend. But actually, it's not his girlfriend. Oh, right. Yeah, they weren't, they weren't romantic. And the reason for that was because the actress was 16...
1: Oh, I thought you I, I meant she was his girlfriend in real life then. So, oh, no, yeah. no, no, no,
0: no. In the, in the, in the film, I always took yeah. it that she was kind of like... No, oh, no, you know. she
1: she says to him, does she, she? Well, she's quite openly flirty with him after, uh, to begin with. Yeah. And then when they go out on a date, yeah. as he goes to pick it up, she goes, oh, i got a confession to make, i got a boyfriend back, she yeah. stay, stay with her aunt, let's just be friends. Well, that and was... Our, and, that, and that was why, he was there. Well, Ralph Macchio asked for
0: that because he wasn't comfortable with the fact that she was just, she'd just turned 16 and he was nearly 28. Probably, probably the only
1: decent man in Hollywood. <laughs> well, that's it, I know, I know.
0: But it was kind of that thing, and and she's sort of you know, it's quite you know, it's well documented that he was very unhappy on set. He was just very miserable, and, and that's well, why I, I it kind of took another. When
1: you, when you get to that stage, and like you know, like you say, you know, you're, you're still playing the same role. You're still playing mm-hmm. like. And like I say, by the time you get to twenty eight, he's probably thinking, Look, you know, you know, I wanna I wanna see what you know Francis Ford Coppola's doing or <laughs> whatever, yes. you know. Yeah. You know, I w I wanna be in the new I wanna be in the new Michael Mann film or whatever. Mm. And it's like, well you can do Karate Kid three if you want. Yeah. <laughs> you but know? go, go what <laughs> I was You, could, say you was can good. imagine him turning it down for like the first eighteen months of his age and just him up. He's like, No, Jerry, I'm not doing it <laughs> <laughs> And then literally as as his, as his Porsche was getting sort of towed down the driveway. Yeah <laughs> he was so like was it Give me some of that sweet <laughs> give me some <something> of that sweet. <laughs> <laughs> sweet threequel money.
0: <laughs> but do you remember, you remember when of our sort of our Film 89 sort of chat groups that we have and everything like that, you and I were really kind of on board for Cobra Kai from the moment it was sort of announced, really yeah. quite guardedly, quite sort of like as in, because I think it was first pitched as, a, as like a comedy, wasn't it? And we were a bit sort of, well, I'm interested to see what they do, but I hope they,
1: I hope well, it's not an obvious comedy. I, hope I was not... going say, the original synopsis I read of it was it was literally just Johnny Lawrence. And I thought, you know, this could work for maybe one season, or maybe you know, maybe mm. one or two episodes. And I got to be honest, when I first watched the first, because I instantly did a rev- the first two episodes came on YouTube Red, didn't they? Yeah. Or YouTube, whatever it's called now. It's not called YouTube Red anymore. Cause that's Premium like, now, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah, YouTube Red sounds a bit dodgy, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, sort of instantly, I was like, I'm going to do a review of this. You know, yeah. I th- <laughs> this is this is much better than I thought it was going to be, and it's quite strange. It sort of dipped a little bit in the middle of the first season. And there were certain elements of it that didn't work for me. But it's quite strange that it's almost like a sort of nostalgia-driven programme that's very, sort of, like you say, very self-aware, openly sort of mocks itself a little bit, you know, when you know, Miguel's there sort of cleaning the window, and he says, oh, any particular way you want me to clean this? And Johnny's yeah. like, nah, nah, whatever, yeah. you know, type of thing. It's, it's very it knows exactly what it's doing. It, it's quite strange in a way that it works on sort of both levels. That I think you and I could watch it and enjoy it for the sort of nostalgia value and the sort of ongoing story. You know, I say it was like a sort of internet meme one then about Daniel was really the bad guy. Yeah. And they could have played it that way, and for the first couple of episodes, they actually did play it that way. Yeah, they did. But yeah, then as yeah. time went on, it was almost like God, these two are just like it's just, just bad timing, it's just bad luck between the two. Yeah, of them. yeah, yeah. Well, the, know, the like, thing was, they the, the, the they come to any resolution something had come up like one of their kids would do something yeah. and they'd be in each other's throats because there's one episode where they go out for a beer in the end but they're like they do, they're, yeah, yeah. they're like back to being friends or oh, not back to being friends they're like friends all of a sudden aren't they but do you remember when they go back to the apartment don't they they go down to
0: to the apartment and they're sort of leaning over looking in the pool yes and and it's kind of that thing it's like you know you're, you're as an adult you're watching now you're watching like you, you we were kids when we were watching them as kids and now we're adults watching them as adults and you've got your mature head through you know you and you're thinking to yourself you just want them to clear the air, and and you know it would be the
1: end of the series. It would be you know there's no there's no interest in in them being best mates kind of thing. But you do. F- well, I th- I think that's the way it's heading now because like you say, like, even towards the end when I mean the end, the sort of cliffhanger ended into the series when one it was crease turning up.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you were like, oh god, it's
1: not going to kick off now. And it's like no, he sort of like they took their time with it a little bit. But like that's what I'm saying. I think we enjoy it for that fact because any time that anything gets spun off, let's be honest, we've had to suffer three Star Wars films in the last few years. Any time that something gets spun off and there's like a new version of it and the, 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 the further adventures of, if you like, it just spoils it, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, yeah. I think with this, because we only really have the first film, to cling to, if you like, instantly it goes up a point because it's better than the sequels. Yes, and like I say, that the strange part is that you and I can watch and enjoy it, but our kids can watch it for a completely different reason. Like my son's absolutely nuts on it. When he was on YouTube, I I said to him though, "Yeah, because he'd already seen Craig. Do you want to watch it?" He didn't want to know. Mm. When it came on Netflix now, and okay, all his friends from school talking about it, and suddenly becoming like, you know, ten times more sort of noticeable, I suppose. He was like, "Oh, maybe I'll give it a go." And he he yeah. been to his mum's house and he came over and he was like, "Sort of like, oh, I watched the first two episodes of Cobra Kai. Can we put them on?" And I was like, "Yeah, we'll rewatch them because I knew the you know the third season's coming up. Let's 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 do it." Like, and we started back and we watched we watched the two seasons and again the twenty three minutes, twenty four minutes. Yeah, you know, I think we did the first two seasons. the the two seasons have just gone on to Netflix in a matter of a week. You know, yeah. because it was the summer holidays. You know, we had sort of you had later nights and stuff like that. And you know we were just watching him in between, and maybe doing like sometimes like two two episodes at a time, or sometimes three episodes at a time. Even if you're doing three episodes, it's, it's the equivalent of a short movie, really, isn't yeah,
0: it? Definitely, yeah, definitely. It's yeah. done some, it, It's you know, I was at, one of the things that I was stunned at was how good Billy Zabker is in it,
1: because it was kind of. Well, so if I saying, I kind of get the impression it's the only role he's ever wanted to play. And he's probably yeah. pitched, he's probably pitched his idea to himself a million times over.
0: But, and this is the thing, this and this is the difference now. This is where it turns on its head. The weak actor in this—not that Johnny was the weak actor, not that he was the no. weak actor in it—but whereas he was so good as Daniel, now actually Billy
1: Zabka's acting off the screen. Oh yeah, without a shadow of doubt. I mean, like you say, Ralph Macchio. It's not to say he's a bad actor, but he, he kind of—it's almost as if he doesn't know how to play an older.
0: Yeah. Do, do, do you he, looks, he looks awkward. He looks uncomfortable. He doesn't look. You know, there's times when he's kind of... And he tries
1: tries to do the sort of wisecracks and stuff like that now, which work when you're, inverted commas, 16, year old actor. But when you're doing it as a 50-year-old man, it doesn't seem to have the same impact, you know, when he sort of walks off mumbling to himself. And, you know, it, it, it doesn't work for whatever reason
0: but i like you know there's the opening sequence when when i, I assumed that they'd reshot um parts of the um yeah. parts of the final fight but they hadn't they used unused they'd used, they used they, they they were given um kind of the vault or access to the vault and they were yeah, it's un, just unused ca- sequences. different cam-
1: different camera different camera angles basically and, and, it, and it was just, there, yeah
0: that was fantastic that was that gave it that kind of you know they, they modernized the, the that fight and obviously it's his memory of and everything like that and and it was i mean i was watching it i i i don't know if i was hung over i was i was I don't do whatever but i can remember texting you whilst i was watching it and i think i did about six episodes on the bounce i was in a major nostalgia kind of mode and i
1: think that it's remarkable it's remarkable how well it's worked like you know like i say i'd love to be able to put my finger on it because i'd love people to do it with other franchises yeah. but I don't want people to try and do with other franchises because invariably they'll get it wrong for whatever reason. This works.
0: Arguably, it does it better than Stranger Things because Stranger Things is kind of sometimes Stranger Things is trying too hard, and this just strikes the right balance. Don't get me wrong; the times that I'm less interested is when it's solely focused on the younger kids and the younger characters. I'm, you know, it's Daniel and and
1: Johnny's story that I'm interested in specifically. But you kind, of, you 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 kind of like I say, like for us, yeah, I'm interested in their story. For Zach, he's interested in uh, Robbie and yeah. uh, Miguel's story, you know. But I kind of don't mind the the kid bits no, either. No, 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 not at
0: all. It, doesn't, it doesn't, It's not. It's never going to stop me from watching it. And it
1: isn't. You know. It's just the the lesser of it for me. Yeah, and it's almost like I wanted to get more cheesy. It's like when Chris turned up. Yeah, it was like brilliant. I'm into that, you know. And then there's talk now that you know that uh, they're going to try and get Elizabeth's shoe back. I mean, it's the sort of cliffhanger. of this, or spoilers.
0: Apparently, she's confirmed. Yeah, spoilers. Apparently, she's confirmed. <laughs> But you know what, I, I the, there was that moment, there was that kind of air punch when Crease came back and then yeah. there was, I remember us having a conversation saying, oh, is
1: this really going to work? They say, this, you know,
0: because he comes back in and clearly the money that, that, what's his name, Silver gave him, he spent on plastic surgery because he had plenty of work done in that, in that intervening time and he just, and I just thought, oh, do you know what, I really don't, it, it, it was a nice, you know, maybe it's best left to, to kind of fantasy rather than happening, but actually it was really good.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I think they can get away with at least... I mean, they've Netflix have already signed him up for two more seasons, Yeah, yeah, they. yeah. I think if they bring Ali back, there's an interesting dynamic there. The one internet rumour I read, which I was like, my God, that doesn't work, but yeah, in the thing of cheesiness it does, is that Miguel is Terry Silver's son. Oh, okay. Because the actor, I can't remember his name, has expressed an interest in coming yes, back. Yes, yes, yes. And there's one scene where Miguel's mother says... I met him. He was a very rich and powerful man, That's but he turned right. to be a he turned to be a very bad man. Yeah. And I was, well, that might not work, but yeah, it kind of does, you know, and stuff like that. You know,
0: there's this element of soap opera, isn't there? There's there's this kind of knowing soap opera. You're in. It, it's kind of you know, it's not trying to be realistic.
1: I can remember. I said to my son, I said, "It's a bit, you know, that sometimes it gets a bit nine oh two one oh, and he didn't have a." <laughs> was yeah. But by all accounts, there's a thing called Riverdale, which is quite like... Oh, that the kids are watching, is it? That the kids are watching. Yeah, you know, I would imagine that with the third season, because they've already confirmed that season three's going to have an episode in Okinawa, isn't it? Yeah. I would imagine it's got to be now, Johnny and Daniel, at some point, they've got to join up and fight against Crease. I would they? imagine
0: so. I would imagine so.
1: But you've still got, you've still got the thing of Miguel's injured and yeah. obviously you know there's a, you know a nice little twist having I mean, Johnny's son you know training with 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 Daniel yeah, and yeah. stuff like that yeah it's cheesy it's corny it's crash, and i absolutely love it there we are i do and, <laughs> and
0: i think and, and and this is the thing this what it's done and what I, what i hope that it will continue to do it's got the potential
1: to validate the good bits of the sequels so, yeah, because it's very sort of aware of the fact that I'm very aware of the fact that whoever is behind this loves those films. Yeah. Knows those films inside out. I mean, I know I could be a bit of a bore with the Rocky films sometimes, and I'll be oh, you know, but, you know, this, and I'll remember something totally inconsequential. There was one great scene when Johnny's trying to get Cobra Kai back reinstated, and they say both John Crease and Terry Silver have been banned for life. And as soon as they say Terry Silver, he goes, who's that? Yeah. And of course Johnny wouldn't know. Because wouldn't know. by the time Karate Kid Three rolls round, he's long gone. Yeah. yeah. And it's like just little things like that all the way through that I've noticed. I'm like, oh yeah, that really works, like, that really works. I think there's a lot of love and a lot of heart gone into it.
0: And I, I you know, and whilst they continue to make them, you know, I, I, I continue to watch. And I think as I say, it's it's I'd be I'd be intrigued to see knowing how well they've handled what they've handled so far, I'd like to see Terry Silver because I'd like to see that that kind of validation because it would it would you know, okay, it's a cheesy, shitty film from the '80s, Karate Kid 3*. But actually, he becomes a, a decent. You know, they they do him, they do they do him well in *Cobra Cry Season four or whatever. You know, it's kind of like yeah, I like the idea of it. that. I like the idea of that.
1: I mean, I'd, I'd even go as far as I'll accept one episode if we bring Swag back. <laughs> Just to tie it all together. Just to tie it all together. Yeah, just one episode, they go and visit her in Washington or wherever they were. <laughs> She's done a docs. Yes, yeah, she is. Waiting, <laughs> just waiting.
0: <laughs> so, there we go. So, I think we're pretty much done. And we, we've, we've obviously, we've, we've not mentioned the
1: animated series, but I don't even think that was shown in the UK. It was 13 episodes. I, I Literally, I tried to look it up on YouTube the other day, just because you'd mentioned there was animated series. I can't actually remember. I don't, I don't I think, think it was shown no over here. I don't think it was shown over here. here. Yeah. Um, I think it was very short-lived, wasn't it? I mean, we used to get, yeah, we used to get little glimpses of things like the sort of Bill and Ted cartoon and stuff like that, didn't we? Yeah. I think they were perhaps repeated in syndication a lot more in America than we, than we got them, so it might have possibly aired in the UK and perhaps we just missed it. Yeah, may well do, may well do. So, okay, what are your, what are your final thoughts
0: then about um, about the Karate Kid?
1: It's the little film that could, and it has come back and redeemed itself in ways that I didn't think were possible. You know, if you're new to the Karate Kid franchise, go and watch episode one. Uh, skip the rest and straight on the Netflix and watch Cobra Kai
0: yeah I totally agree with that I think it's as I said before I think it's something that perhaps would be poo-pooed before and I think that kind of it was one of those films that was kind of resigned to uh, nostalgia cheesy 80s film Rocky Rocky for kids but actually there's, there's a lot of heart it's a very very well made film um, the, the score is is lovely. The, the performances are uh, most of the performances are spot on. There's the odd bit here and there, but but you know the main characters they do nail it, and I think that it's uh, certainly the the introduction of Cobra Kai manages to highlight all what's good about it and and add more value to it, sort of uh, not just uh, relying upon the uh, nostalgia factor. Yeah. So uh, you know, as you said, definitely seek it out if uh, if you're a Cobra Kai fan and you haven't watched the Karate Kid, then
1: what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, you could, well, I suppose you could enjoy it just for the sake of Cobra Kai But yeah, you know, if you haven't seen it, I think it's on Netflix at the moment it is, in the yeah. UK. Definitely, yeah. So obviously, I had the the platinum collector's edition disc. I watched, so it was fine. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, are we going to score it? Uh, no, <laughs> because I don't think it'd be fair to score it. Because I think if we scored it, I would probably have to go in the sort of lower end. Yes, I know. Films like this, if I was to score this film, a six or a seven realistically i'd say that's probably about right but as enjoyment value and entertainment value and definitely nostalgia value they go up a lot higher yeah. than that so i don't think it's i don't think we need to score it really
0: no i agree with that that's exactly where i was sitting so i'm glad you said that right okay so i think that's us that's us done so to everyone who's sort of, sort of listening with you know once again, we just want to express our our thanks from um, from uh, on behalf of ourselves and the entire Film 89 crew. You know, we continue to enjoy doing what we're doing, and and we continue to get awesome feedback, awesome comments. Please, if you've enjoyed the episode, please leave us a positive review on, on on Apple or whichever is your platform of choice for downloading the podcast. Please subscribe. Please tell your friends, anyone who sort of likes film. There's such a wide range of films covered on the site and also on the podcast itself. Yeah, you won't struggle to find something which meets your needs uh we've got some lovely sort of episodes coming up which uh, keep your eye on social media for some announcements regarding episodes coming up we hope that 2020 gets better for you um we need to pass our special thanks particularly to um kevin m wilson kevin is a, an artist who has allowed us to use his artwork uh for the promotion of this episode it's an absolutely stunning piece beautiful which is, um, beautiful piece yeah, it is it's is happy but it now Uh, Kevin's website is apemeetsgirl.com Honestly, I urge every single one of you listening just type that in and and have a look because this guy, some of his work, all of his work is just fantastic. Pick a film and and and, and and he's done a poster there and it's unbelievable. It's so, so good. Please have a look at him. Please check him out. And again, thanks to... uh, to Kevin for allowing us to use it for the promotion of our episode. So I think, um, Neil, where can uh, anyone who wants to have a go at you about to your opinion on, on <sighs> the 2010 Karate Kid or the tw- 1994, the next Karate Kid, where um, where can they
1: get hold of you? That's uh, Jaden underscore Smith. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can find me on Twitter at Neil underscore Gaskin. Yeah. Or you can get me on the, uh, via the site. Yeah, same here. dot 99couk
0: yeah, film okay You can catch up with us, uh, any of us there. And I'm also on Twitter, Richard underscore Roberts. So that just leaves us to, uh, to part, to end with um, everyone out there. You stay safe, stay happy. But most of all,
1: get in my body bag.
0: <laughs>
1: Take care. Bye.